Sorry, hey Pastora. I didn't have YouTube on for a second there. I wait a minute, Ghost. Uh, I'm I'm sure we'll be here. This is his show. Until then, let me let me let me do a quick rundown here. So this is a continuation of last week, right? Yeah, last week. It was last week. I think. Yeah, no, it was last week. It was last week. So this is part two of last week, talking about souls. What are souls? What do they do? What, what does it mean? Where do they come from? How do they interact with the world? Yada, yada, yada. But uh, before all that, preamble. This is a open forum topic-based discussion. Everybody votes. Lilith, good to see you. Everybody votes in Discord on what the topic is going to be. That is every Thursday night, usually. If I'm on my game, usually, but at least within 48 hours from the stream, we all vote. Whatever is voted in is next week's topic discussion. If the stream goes down, because that is happening, even though we're hardwired and I have better internet than anybody I've ever talked to because we pay a lot of money for it, it still goes down. So when it goes down, because it's going to at some point, in the future probably saturday nights it seems to be saturday nights mostly just go to discord discord is running right now there are people in discord listening right now so just default there if youtube decides to boot us off if you choose to come on and talk which is only through discord so you're gonna need to join the uh, podcast voice channel in discord if you would like to speak if you do decide to do that please be mindful of what you say this is live i cannot cut anything out and also try not to swear we do the best we can we fail often but we at least give it a shot. We give it the old college try to keep this as uh, family friendly as possible. Some of the topics get out of control. So as a parent, please just be aware of that. If you have children around, that is, uh, that is your choice as a parent, how you decide to approach that. Tonight should not be one of those nights. Tonight is pretty chill. So uh, beyond that, Ghost is here. Anybody out, you know, in, the, in, the, in the Discord voice channel, which now you can see. Nope, now you can see. Uh, you have to raise your hand. If you raise your hand, then I know you want to talk. Otherwise, I just assume that you're hanging out in there and just listening. Rodriguez. Rodriguez is here. Souls sometimes are broken, and Jesus be a great answer. Is that That is the truth. Saturday nights, I feel like souls are broken. When we read that stuff, I feel like souls are broken. I thought it was only no swearing Sundays. I mean, it's try not to swear all the time. But even Sundays, I've been blowing recently. I've been loosening on a lot of that stuff. For, uh, for better or for worse, I suppose, depends on you. So, uh, Ghost, is there a specific way you want to start this, or you want to just roll through some of the stuff that we got? Uh, maybe roll through what you got, because I don't really have much. I'm going to post something in the, um, the thing right, the Souls Part 2 thing right now, but other than that, I don't have anything. Okay, cool. Then... I thought this was interesting. So in uh, Google Gemini, in case you don't know what that is, it's Google's AI. It's taken more heat than I could possibly explain recently because it was coded in a just atrocious manner when compared to other AIs, which are already problematic. But I decided to kind of throw the question at Gemini and see, see what it came up. So what I asked was, explain the major differences between different religions' concepts of what a human soul is. They said, absolutely. Here's a breakdown of how various religions view the concept of the human soul. Christianity. 
origin. The soul is a distinct entity created by God at the time of an individual's conception or birth, which I thought was interesting. I wonder where it's getting the differentiating factor from. I, I would pretty heavily argue that it's conception. If, it, if it's based on the Bible, it would be conception. So Gemini has to be pulling from sources, obviously, outside of Scripture. Because within Scripture, there's no reason to think that at all. And you could, you could definitely try to search for yourself, but I guarantee you're not going to find it. There's nothing in Scripture that would, uh, would even insinuate that the soul begins at birth. That's completely made up. So it has to be pulling that from other sources that have nothing at all to do with the Bible. I just thought that was interesting. Then it says, nature, the soul is the immaterial core of a person, encompassing their intellect, emotions, will, and their spiritual connection to God. Mortality. Many Christians believe the soul is immortal and continues its existence after bodily death. Then afterlife upon death, the soul undergoes judgment, determining its eternal destination in heaven or hell. Then it's got Judaism. Diverse views. Judaism holds a variety of beliefs about the soul. Some believe in its pre-existence, others its creation at birth, and some even hold that there is no eternal soul. This, just for clarity, is absolutely true. So the, the most like obvious disconnect in Judaism is that you have, like the way it's usually coined is you have religious Jews and you have cultural Jews. Cultural Jews, for the most part, very generalized, but for the most part, will like celebrate all the holidays. They might believe in God, like it might be something they say they believe in, but they don't really, they don't practice the religion. Uh, I'd say the majority probably don't pray in any way. Um, they don't, they don't study. They usually don't go to temple other than perhaps around holidays. But even then, in, in my experience, uh, they don't. Uh, religious Jews, on the other hand, are, are more towards the Orthodox end. Orthodox is the very far end of it where they're super religious. But religious Jews in general, they, they do all the holidays. They practice uh, the actual religion. And they usually believe in God in such a way that they would pray and try to have some kind of connection to God. But in, in all that... There, there are a lot of different views in, in Judaism about what, what's the soul. Like uh, most Jews don't believe an afterlife exists, which kind of adds some complexity to the concept of a soul. It, it means that the soul basically has a time limit. So when you die, the soul would die. And a lot of Jews believe that. A lot of Jews also just don't believe there's a soul at all. It's not a real thing. Uh, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshema often discuss, often dis often Discussions revolve around three concepts. Nefesh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Nefesh, the life force or vital breath. Ruach, spirit often connected to intellect and emotions. Neshema, the divine spark within, connecting the individual to God. Afterlife. Judaism has varying and complex interpretations of the afterlife, including concepts like Sheol, a shadowy resting place, and Olam Haba, the world to come. And also, the, I, I think yeah, maybe it's just me and like the, the people I've been around throughout my life, but most Jews I know don't believe in heaven at all. They don't believe in any kind of afterlife whatsoever. And most of them, in my anecdotal experience, reject the idea of Sheol as well. Interesting. Islam. Ruah. Oh, why are they Jews? Exa exactly. Exactly. I've always had this really weird relationship with Jewish people. Uh, my, my daughter's other side, 
their family is Jewish. And it was just, it was always just like shocking to me how I had a very different picture of, of like the Jewish life, the Jewish culture with religion and no, nothing I thought was true. It was like very uninvolved and they didn't really believe anything much at all. It was more cultural and not, not like them specifically, but them and around other people that they know that are Jewish. It was just very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't see how you reconcile any of the beliefs you say you have. Like if, if none of that is there or exists, it's really odd. It's really odd, but maybe it's just me anecdotally. Maybe it's my small sample size. I'm not sure. No, I mean, I, I think it's an ontology thing where if, if someone eats meat, they can't claim to be vegan. It's just don't claim to be something that you're not doing the thing, whatever the thing is, if you're not doing it, then you're not the thing. I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't get it. It's just, unless it's just culture, but then maybe like a different Ew. term a different term or yeah uh, I, I guess that's why they kind of call it like cultural jews and religious jews but it, i don't know i don't know it's always kind of baffled me it's very very odd very interesting well for me culture and religion is just an algorithm of decision making so i don't see a distinction between cultural and religious because they're both religious uh i i, I get very confused when people Try that's, to draw distinctions where there are none. That's fair. So I, I think maybe a, a more more accurate way of saying that would be culture. Lazy? Well, I mean, maybe they're just lazy Jews. Per, just I like mean, there's perhaps, lazy Christians. But, perhaps. But I, I think, I don't know. The, Jew, like, the Jews I know, like they, I, I don't know. I see, I guess I see that different. The Christians that I, that I know who, they, they're still very involved. They're just like, they're not actually living it out. But they they say they believe like if you question them, they'll really, really defend the fact that they're Christian. The Jews I've and totally anecdotally, but the Jews I've encountered, they don't fight for it at all. They'll like immediately back down and be like, well, no, it's just, you know, it's just kind of like tradition. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're like you're you're Jewish in in practice in a non-spiritual way. So may, maybe a better way of saying it would be you have cultural slash religious Jews and and then you have spiritual Jews. Is that more fair, you think? Yeah, I could see that. Like they act like the spiritual ones have a genuine belief and the other ones are going through motions for some mysterious reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it's just tradition, I think. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very odd. Rodriguez said don't say lazy Jews, <laughs> say non-practicing Jews. Well, how about how about lazy religious people? Or yeah. I guess lazy lazy spiritual people. But I don't know. It's, it's it's one of those odd things that like the all the Jews have ever questioned about it immediately are like, eh, like, no, we don't really I don't really believe most of it. It's just, you know, it's like tradition. It's what our family does. Like, OK, well, I can at least respect that. What I don't respect is like when you start questioning Christians, like you're to, to use an atrociously obvious answer that's probably going to piss people off. It's like, OK, you're like you're selling pornography of yourself, but you're going to sit here and say you're Christian. Like, uh, shut the hell up. No, no. Yeah. You're not doing the thing. So stop identifying with the label. Yeah. That's to me, that's at best, at best. And I I still think it's inappropriate to say this, but at best, that's lazy Christianity at best. I think that's graceful to say that's lazy Christianity. I think it's rejection of Christianity is what it actually is. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's odd. It's it's very odd, but it's like spitting in the face of it. Joe getting canceled already. <laughs> Lovely. I'm telling I'm telling you, I'll remind you all again. 
I received a letter, not a letter. I wish they would have sent me a letter. I received an email from YouTube in a very, very nice way saying that they are not going to show this content to anybody. So it is up to you guys to do whatever you can with the groups of people you know so that this gets seen because the but they didn't tell you why of course they just said no well no no i said i can't remember I, I think i said it on one of the last streams but they said it in a really funny way it was like it was something like uh they didn't call it dangerous but they oh, shit i can't remember i'll find the email but they said something about the content was like wasn't suitable it's not suitable for most audiences is is the way that they said it it's not suitable mm. so they're not going to recommend well, thank god it. they're the arbiter of that i know <laughs> i know I know. Should we say Jews in the context of religion or a people? So I, I get that's a good clarification. Where at least I am talking about this in only the context of religion, and also spirituality, because there's a distinction. Like Go said, I think I think I even get caught up in the semantic uh, lie of culture not being religious when it is. So I'm glad I'm glad Go said that because it is. So I think it's it's more culture slash religion versus spirituality. You have religious people in Christianity or Judaism or whatever, Islam, anything, who uh, are culturally and religiously wearing a label, but they're not practicing it. They're not doing the thing, like Ghost said. That's I think uh, any, anywhere uh, an algorithm is involved, a religion is involved, because I see them as the same. Yeah. It's choice. It's decision-making. Yeah, it is. It's just a series of decisions. So, Joe said yeah. S-H-I... Did I? Did I swear already? Oh, well, sorry. All right. Uh, Islam. Let's uh, let's get through some of this. So, Ra, Ruah, not sure. The soul Ra is a divine breath that God instills in the fetus. So interesting, they'll go with the scriptural version of it. Nature, it embodies the essence of a person, their consciousness, personality, and connection to God. Mortality, the soul is immortal and continues to exist after the body perishes. Afterlife, after death, the soul enters an intermediate stage. Barzark, I don't know, awaiting the day of judgment. Ultimately, it will reside eternally in either paradise or hell. And then Hinduism and Buddhism, I'm not going to read because these are short and I have, I have better, longer ones. So we'll, uh, let me come here. Uh, should we read this? Mikkel, Mikkel threw in here a quote. Can I make this bigger? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mikkel put only, it's quote, only people who wear clothes find the naked body beautiful. The overriding value of modesty for sensuality is that it acts as a break on energy. Artificially is a way of enjoying naturalness. What I enjoy about these vast fields I enjoyed because I don't live here. Someone who has never been, who, who has never known constraint can have a concept of, yeah, can have a concept of freedom. Civilization is an education of nature. Wow, civilization is an education of nature. The artificial provides an approach to the natural. What we must never do, however, is mistake the artificial for the natural. In the harmony between the natural and the artificial lies the essence of the superior human soul. That's wild. The point at which we stay to view, the point at which we stand to view something forms the apex of an inverted pyramid whose base is indeterminable. That's uh, Fernando Pessoa. Pessoa? Who, who is that? Do you have any idea? I don't know who that is. 
I don't know who it is. That's a badass quote, though. Mikhail knows philosophers I've never heard of before, so... Yeah, dude, he's a he's a well of it. It's wild. It's All right, I think this is long. So, Mikhail threw a video in here, too, if anybody's interested in checking it out. Or, I think it's a video, is it not? Let me see before I talk. No, it's an article. All right, hold on. Let's see how long this bad boy is. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so we'll come back to this because I think this is going to coincide with some stuff. All right, so I've got all of this here. Do you want to go through your thing first, though, or do you want to wait? My thing is super quick. Yeah, so I guess it's at the bottom. I just put it there like a few minutes ago. Spirit filters into the soul, creating a soul print is the one. Well, the, the black one is the one I have up right now, in case there's a mm -hmm. lag. So white equals spirit, gray equals soul print. Black is the soul. The soul print is what is saved in Sheol upon death, which will then be uploaded into a new soul at the appointed time. So explain. So anything that follows that pattern right there is it has that relationship. So you could think of like a cell phone when it dies. Your soul print is saved to the cloud so that you can go buy a new phone and upload it. And I think that's the same way it always happens. Uh, like if if you burn a book and it's the only book alive, but someone had it memorized, you could re-upload that book on a new paper because they had it memorized hypothetically. So whenever you save a soul print somewhere on some kind of central database, and I'm sure we're probably going to get into uh, the central database idea with the Eastern stuff. Yeah. Uh, like the Akashic records or whatever. Yep. Uh, that's what it is. It's the, they just give it a different name. That's it. I mean, I, I just wanted to do an illustration. And then uh, spirit filters into the soul, creating a soul print. That mirrors, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the other one is just that without the soul. So you can see the soul print is just a bunch of data. It's a, it's a giant algorithm that creates our identity. And that's what gets saved in Sheol, which is just a, a bigger soul. So Rodriguez said, so no rejuvenation, only upload to a new device? Well, rejuvenation is semantical, like... How is it being rejuvenated? I think the method of rejuvenation is what I just said. Um, so, so does this tie back to it was a it was a while ago, but when we talked about reincarnation, does this tie into some of your views on that? Yeah, I think we we don't reincarnate. I think when people have memories of a past life, it's not their past life, so to speak. It's a past life that they cross streams with and remembered. Cross but streams. it's not like it was them. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember I remember you talking about that. So cross streams in what like in what sense? It's like a glitch or something. I really don't know why it happens, but it it would seem to be because there it, there's no. I think it's the central database thing. I think they're remembering something when they were born. Okay, this is what I think it is. 
some little kids, they're like four years old, three years old. They remember a past life of like being a pilot or being a train operator or whatever. And they can give you details. They can tell you people they knew, etc. I think what's happening is that when they were born, they didn't travel through whatever the, the river of Leth is. It's some kind of mechanism, electromagnetic in nature. They didn't travel through that for whatever reason. Something glitched. So they can remember things that they shouldn't be able to remember. Because we're all supposed to travel through that and it wipes. It kind of wipes, uh, clean slates us so that we can build a new identity. And then that dies, it goes to shield. It's like this whole thing is like trying to build as many identities as possible to refer back to later as lessons or something like that. Uh, but yeah, whatever the river of Leth is, they didn't cross that. So they can remember random lives and they think it's, they think it was their life, but it was just a life. But since we're all connected to this central database, uh, through the silver cord, uh, something got crossed. I, I see it as a glitch. Maybe it's not a glitch. Maybe it's a certain percentage of people. Uh, I don't know. Okay. You got, you pulled that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and read that. Yeah. So let the river of forgetfulness is one of the five rivers of the Greek underworld. The other four are yada, 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 yada rivers that separate earth and the underworld. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. According to Stadius, Leth bordered Elysium, the final resting place of the virtuous. Orvid wrote that the river flowed through the cave of Hypnos, god of sleep, where its murmuring would induce drowsiness. So the Leth is the river of forgetfulness, which is one of five rivers in the Greek underworld, each one kind of serving a different purpose in a sense. Yeah, I think the rivers are some kind of uh, filter that resets everyone back to factory settings, so to speak, uh, when a new soul is being born. So you can't remember previous things, but some percentage of people can, but it's so small that that's why I think it's a glitch, but maybe it's not. Maybe they're supposed to remember for some reason as a testament or something. I don't know. And what's I haven't I think we we've brought this up before and at that point I was like damn I need to look back into this and I never did so re- remind me then at least from what you remember uh, is this or I guess your your understanding or interpretation personally is is this a physical place or is this a plane feel or left no left so not left necessarily but the 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 con so the concept of the Greek underworld is pretty complex from what I remember. And there's a lot of different kind of interpretive views on, on where it is, what it is, if it's a part of this world. I mean, there are people who think like you think Sheol is the, in the center of the earth. I've heard that about this. I've also mm-hmm. heard that it's on like different, uh, on a different plane. So it's in, you know, La La Land. It's, it's out, outside of this reality. I think the soul part of it is on this earth. The spirit part of it is a different plane and it's the electromagnetic spectrum and it it goes through a medium and the medium in our, in our case seems to be iron and plasma. Um, But it also travels through space, which is what ether, like, I don't know what space is, but it's a medium. These frequencies have to travel through some kind of medium and the medium is the soul. 
it's the it's like a substance that allows the spirit to travel through in a, in a vibrational way mm, okay the river because we we couldn't have uh radio waves unless we had an atmosphere unless there was some kind of medium to transfer those waves yeah 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 fair fair so uh okay actually hold on before i, I read i don't want to skip over uh so someone asked so what's the purpose of the soul I guess very briefly, since we're kind of running through primarily your your views here, what how would you answer that question? So, what's the purpose of the soul? It's an anchor to gather data and experiences. It anchors us to a subjective um, prison, so to speak, so that we feel like individuals, so that we can have experiences that then get sent back to a central database uh, to be referred to later uh, during court, so to speak. Um, you know, talking strictly in the Christian framework. Did did we did we get into the why? Did I press you about the why at all? I don't. Maybe. So I can't remember. So why it goes to a central database? Why you said for court, but why court? Why I'm gonna uh, be I'm gonna be an annoying five year old. Why? No, it's cool. Some people uh, some people pass the test and some people don't. It's a filter. But for what end goal? What does the test matter? Who gives a shit about the test? If there isn't like, oh, that's why we have the test. So why? Why do we have the test? To, oh, yeah, I think we did talk about it. I think that. we did to a little able, bit, yeah. To be able to stand on holy ground and be in, in God's presence. Like it, we're in a divine job interview. That's, and, I think I said that. Yeah, I think so. We, we did. And I think we, how far did we infinitely regress of me asking why? Because even even then we're standing on the holy ground. Why? For what? Just like, Does your algo. It's basically God saying, can you conform your algorithm to my algorithm? Can you conform yourself to my shape? Yeah. So the, that you can work with me in a compatible way. Yeah, I, we did do this because then 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 I. So still, why? So but we, he we, wants someone to be in his shape by freedom of choice through yes. work and not just snapping the fingers because then they'd be robots. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we did. We did touch on a lot of this. So, I, I mean, we're going to repeat some of this stuff and I hope everybody's cool with it. And it's I mean, it is what it is. But so it, this I, if I recall, this is when we got into some of the stuff of of where I believe you and I kind of divert at least slightly in that, like my entire thesis is based off this this unshakable for me thought that there's some kind of holy war to say it in the most obnoxious childish way. There's some kind of holy war. Uh, for me, that justifies everything you're saying. So even though like a lot of what you say is, is new or a different kind of view than mine or whatever, I, it, my, ge my general or central thesis, what you're saying always, it lines up with it for me, but for, for you, we're made in God's. He wants us to be as close to his algorithm as possible or align with his algorithm as much as possible. But why? Like from your view, why? For what? For what is the end, like the infinite regression to the core for what? Uh, I think it's the same reason any artist wants recognition. Whatever you can say that is. Uh, right. He wants a relationship, number one, and he wants to be acknowledged as the one who created all of this. That's what worship is. It's kind of like acknowledging him and agreeing with him yeah. and kind of walking in his statutes and stuff. So you don't necessarily think there's something 
wild going on in whatever you know it's just again to say it like a child in like the spiritual realm on the i think other it side. is wild i think i'm i'm oversimplifying it and breaking it down to like an easily digestible thing but i think in reality it is super wild because we are only living in a small fractal of what it really is so some of that so we can explain it with our language but it's still just a small glimpse of the bigger picture but when we get there it's not like we're going i don't this is my opinion i don't think we're going to see something that can't be analogized that's what i i don't think that that's a thing what maybe what do you, it is what do you mean by that explain it say that in a different way um i think I think metaphors can explain heaven, and that's why Jesus used them. So when we get to the next level, I don't think we're going to experience anything that couldn't be explained to us now using an analogy. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's one of the points where you and I kind of divert from each other. Okay. Because so- of fractals. If we didn't, ha- if fractals weren't a thing, then I would agree with you. But since they are, I figure, and I know what you said. Like maybe fractals only work up into level three or whatever. It okay. may be. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm a big fractal no guy too, which is why, like, on on the other hand, I completely, I get why you are where you are. I get it. Um. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, without completely going down this rabbit hole again, I'm sure we'll come back to it. So they 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 asked, uh, so what is the purpose of the soul? And then they said, is it a power source? Uh, is the soul a power source? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a power source. It's definitely like a capacitor. Like, does it? It's a transformer. Does it support something? Why is data stored? Which I I kind of already pressed you on. So, does it support something? Is it a power source? And does it support something? Support. um, I mean, in a sense, from what you were saying, it kind of supports the core. Yeah. Well, it is the core. It so it it would support uh, the agenda to create more souls because that's what it is it's a generator um but i don't think it's the full source of power because the source of power goes up a chain that's why i said it's it's kind of like a, a transformer maybe yeah. but not the source the source is outside of the universe that's what i think yeah i'm definitely with that and then they filter in and get reduced until we can um perceive it and okay. still, we can only perceive like a small fraction, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Infinitesimal. Uh, okay, so then uh, if you want noticed, who is he impressing other gods, other souls? I think, weren't you saying that he wants noticed by us, or were you saying something? He like wants that? to be noticed by everyone that he created. He wants acknowledgement, just like any artist wants acknowledgement for their work. So just by creation in general. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, check out what I did for you so you can have a relationship with me. I created a mechanism so that you can actually know know your creator. Isn't that neat? That's essentially what it is. And that's why it says he created everything for his pleasure. It's yeah. pretty pleasurable to have a relationship if it's good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, that, that took us into the, uh, what was it? The, uh, that it's a game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a game. Uh, so then now they're they're typing again. You were talking about the souls accepted on the plane of God. 
I thought you meant uh, he was impressing there. Huh? I'm not following that. I don't know. Are you okay? Uh, I'm sorry. What? Try to say that in a different way. It's my buddy. Oh, okay. Try to say that in a different way. I was with you right up until those. Now I'm a bit confused. Uh, okay. Nikola Tesla has some interesting theories on this on souls. On vibrations and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, vortex math. Vortex math is uh, is basically the foundation of a lot of my theory. Um, I only discovered it after I kind of had those dreams a little bit, okay. and I didn't know what it was, so I just kind of like typed out long sentences in Google, like "What is this?" and then it led me to vortex math and stuff. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's another thing I definitely haven't spent any time on whatsoever if you if you uh if, if you throw some stuff in discord tag me in it i'd be interested to look yeah. at some stuff for sure rodriguez said i don't know about him wanting to be noticed but maybe worship because he is worthy yeah i mean ghost said that he followed up with with that's what worship is that's but what worship is yeah yeah no and I, I obviously completely agree with that uh the the so i want to read this real quick though because uh i think it was pastora yeah pastora said the thing is a password and I had no idea what she was talking about. And then I was, you know, halfway reading, and I, now I know what she's talking about. So the, the River Leth was said to be located next to Hades' palace in the underworld under a cypress tree. Orpheus would give some shades, the Greek term for ghosts or spirits, a password to tell Hades' servants, which would allow them to drink instead of the nem- nemesine? I don't know. The pool of memory, which was located under a poplar tree. An Orphic inscription said to be dated from between the 2nd and 3rd century BC warns readers to avoid the Leth and to seek the pool of memory instead. Drinkers of the Leth's water would not be quenched of their thirst, often causing them to drink more than necessary. Interesting. And these are all just, you know, kind of psychological, scientific things that are happening that they mythologize to try to better understand. And uh, Pyro, what do you say? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, when your soul is accepted for his holy war or future vision past humanity. I was confused when you said he was like, God is the artist. And we're miniature artists that work in his art studio, so to speak. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I mean, that makes sense. Was also named the personification of forgetfulness and oblivion with whom the river was often associated. Although some sources have identified Leth as the daughter of Osinus, the father of other river goddesses, identifies her as the daughter of Iris. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, let me see. Let's see if your buddy came back here. You want to, I mean, speaking of daughters, if you want to look at it in computer terms, you could say the graphics card is the daughter of the CPU because it connects to it and it's, it's like birthed from it. The electricity passes through the CPU, mm. then it goes in like, so daughter just means it's an offspring that retains something. And the son would be an offspring that doesn't retain something, but goes into something. So these are just like, mechanical terms yeah using characters yeah okay no that makes sense that definitely makes sense oh huh. yeah i gotta roll through this stuff again 
your so your your uh, your friend here. When your soul is accepted for his holy war or future vision past humanity, I was confused when you said he was like an artist. Oh, is that what you were responding to? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Bloke seems legit though. What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, okay. he's my buddy. He's cool. But that was Mikel said. Bloke. Seems- I think. I oh, is think he talking, talking about, about your buddy? Okay. buddy. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I get every other one in there, so I'm lost half the time. All right, so the some of the Eastern stuff. Yeah, so, let's get on that. Yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. So uh, Hinduism and Buddhism kind of divided. So comparing the two, Hinduism, Hinduism and Buddhism share some similarities, such as their origins in ancient India and their beliefs in karma, dharma, and the cycle of birth and rebirth, samsa. However, there are key differences between the two religions. Concept of God. Hinduism is polytheistic, believing in multiple gods and goddesses with the ultimate reality being seen as the source of all creation. Buddhism, on the other hand, is non-theistic, with no belief in a creator god. One of the most interesting things to me was learning how many people thought Buddhism was like similar to Christianity in the sense of the deity, which just it could not be more wrong. And I, it's, I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's like the way just Hollywood and culture have kind of made it like a religion means there's a God. I'm, I don't know. But the, it's, it's not at all the case. And Hinduism is, is extremely polytheistic, like wildly polytheistic, and also extremely interesting to look through uh, all their gods and the, the, the meanings they put behind them. So the self, Hinduism believes in the existence of an eternal self, Atman, that is part of the ultimate reality, Brahman. Buddhism, however, teaches the concept of anatta, or no self, which rejects the idea of a permanent, unchanging self, which will feed into the concept of the soul in a minute. Goal of life in Hinduism, the ultimate goal is to achieve moksha, liberation from the cycle of birth and rebirth, by realizing the identity of Atman and Brahman. Buddhism seeks to achieve nirvana, the state of liberation from suffering and the cycle of rebirth, by following the eightfold path and eliminating attachment and ignorance. Caste system. Hinduism traditionally has a caste system which recognizes, which categorizes people into social classes based on birth. Buddhism rejects the system and teaches the equality of all beings. Approach to rituals and practices, Hinduism places a strong emphasis on rituals, ceremonies, and the worship of deities. In all honesty, it's very similar to a lot of uh, old pagan religions. Buddhism emphasizes meditation, mindfulness, and the cultivation of wisdom and compassion. And I would add to it that it's it's very, very self-centered and not necessarily in a negative way. I guess as from like a Christian perspective, it would be seen as somewhat negative. But in a in a general perspective, it's I I would argue it's certainly not, but it's very introspective. Uh, so Buddhism on the soul. In Buddhism, there's a concept called anatta, which translates to no self or non-self. The concept is central to Buddhist philosophy and has several implications regarding the nature of the soul. No permanent self. Buddhism teaches that there is no permanent, unchanging self or soul, Atman. Instead, what is perceived, what we perceive as a fixed self is a collection of ever-changing physical and mental components. 
which I find I find somewhat interesting based on even you you kind of ran through some stuff in the beginning that may and maybe it's just me, but my brain in in a in a certain sense sees a similarity. Um obviously very big differences too. But that's kind of what I was saying last week is some some things I find like very similar about them. Um like the the filtration system and and how uh we were talking about reincarnation, how you know you called it a glitch, but where somebody feels like they had a past life, but it wasn't theirs. They're just kind of glitching with somebody else's past life. Uh, a lot of the ways that the the Buddhist, I guess the, what the equivalent of like a commentator would be, have explained things like that reminded me of of what you were explaining with that. So interconnectedness, Buddhism or Buddhists believe in the interconnectedness of all things, which again kind of reminds me of that to some degree. Rather than a separate individual soul, they see the self as part of a larger web of life and existence. And you can cut me off anytime if you want to expand on any of this stuff or jump in. Yeah, I think I think in order for them to see it as a, a larger web, they have they're they're forgetting that there has to be something that filters into that web or else there wouldn't be a web. Like there's always an an outside principle that creates some like you can't have riverbeds unless the water comes. Like the riverbeds don't just form on their own. Yeah. So you have to have a spirit that kind of pushes that influence to create the shape. So they can say things like web and root structure or whatever they want to say, but like how do they form? So the Atman or whatever, that's Hindu, right? That would have to exist. And they say it doesn't. So I don't know. I don't agree with that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting. And it, it's one of those things too that when you know, depending on where you pull from, uh but I will I will say though, like Buddhism and Hinduism are much more consistent than something like Christianity. But e even then, there's definitely, you know, different offshoots and, and some of them take some of these things to a different place. But but Buddhism with you just you just have to remember with Buddhism too, like there's there's no God in in any in any sense that we're used to. There's no God. Which kind of changes everything, but I, I would still I would agree that a lot of it, even then, like it it doesn't it doesn't add up. A lot of it actually reminds me of atheism, where like you get to a point I mean, of of like it's this doesn't make any sense. There's it's, it's not, like ancient atheism. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like ancient meditative beautiful atheism. It's it, there's a lot that's great. Like I'm not gonna say it's not, but it's incomplete. That's what I'll say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Impermanence still on Buddhism. Buddhist teaching emphasizes the impermanent nature of all things, including the self. The idea of a fixed, eternal soul is incompatible with the belief in impermanence. No self in five aggregates. According to Buddhism, the self is composed of five aggregates. These are form, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. This, these are actually really interesting if you take the time to like read books about this. It's wildly interesting. Uh, these aggregates are important and constantly changing, leading to the conclusion that there is no permanent self within them. Rebirth, not reincarnation, which is another thing. Maybe it's just me, but it, like I, my understanding is most people think they believe in reincarnation, like in the, in the very stereotypical sense of reincarnation. And uh, they just, they don't. While Buddhism does not believe in rebirth, 
it differs from the concept of reincarnation in Hinduism. I'm sorry, Buddhism does believe in rebirth. It differs from the concept of reincarnation in Hinduism. In Buddhism, there is no transfer of permanent soul from one life to another. Instead, rebirth is seen as a con continuation of a stream of consciousness influenced by karma. Which is very different from what I think, maybe it's just me, but like from what I think most people think about Buddhism specifically in the context of like reincarnation, it's not at all like that. It's a, they have a very specific view of rebirth. It's a very specific thing. And it has like defined rules that surround or that are encompassed by karma. Uh, very interesting. Don't agree with it, but very interesting. And I, I, one of the interesting things to read about is, is the last bit. The, the way that some of the writers will describe the continuation of the stream of consciousness is, it's just really cool. It's a very cool, I don't agree with it, but it's a very, very cool um, theory. And then the way that they connect it to karma, which, uh, I mean, in a Christian kind of context would, would be like our works, the things that we're actually doing. Everybody has like a very Hollywood understanding of what karma is. It's much deeper than the surface level, you know, definition of what karma is. Is it essentially cause and effect or? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, yes, essentially. Yes. Yes. But the, and, and maybe it's just that like the, the Buddhist people are super poetic. They're very good at expressing things and they're very good at making things sound, sound more complicated than they are, but also sound more beautiful than like most people would, which I think is what captures a lot of people into Buddhism when like really what they're saying isn't that complex and it's not that profound and it's actually very empty um, and incomplete, but they make it sound so goddamn good. They make it sound so good uh, and, and so nice. But, but the, the continuation of the stream of consciousness is actually very interesting. It's worth reading about. And then the way that they interconnect it with the concept of karma uh, is very interesting. But when, when you pull those two things, continuation of consciousness, m Christians in a general sense believe that. In a general sense, they believe that. You could, you could change words and argue semantics a little bit, but the, the actual theory of, which is, I mean, kind of what we're talking about, so it's the idea of soul or spirit or depending on who you are and what you believe, whatever. But the, the fact that there is some piece of us that most Christians believe continues on and it, it and is in some way similar to what you are now in in perhaps maybe consciousness or you know depending but still the the general the general theme is very similar uh and then the the interaction with karma unless you're one of the grace only people and you can go smoke crack and buy hookers and stuff and still call yourself christian we uh we have a certain concept of karma it's just it's it's got a different set of parameters it's explained different but there's some uh there's some alignment there that I, I feel like a lot of people just try to ignore or act like doesn't exist karma is when you drop a rock in a pond and there are ripples dylan said cause and effect or when you poison a pond and kill the neighborhood i mean it's all cause yeah. and effect right yeah reaping what you sow it's S-O-W. You had it right on the correction. Karma is like reaping and sowing. Yeah, in a, in a very general sense, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I agree with that.
All right. Overall, the Buddhist belief. Uh, no, we don't need to read that. All right. So Hinduism on the soul. So in simple terms, Buddhists don't believe in souls. Period. They, they, they have one very kind of niche uh, section of their beliefs that is what I just focused on a lot, which is this, this concept of the continuation of a stream of consciousness. But the, it's not at all like what Christians think of when they think of a soul. There are some similarities that you could tie. And then, like I said, same with karma. But if you're being honest and like complete about it and, and detailed about it, I'd say it, it's, it's too off base to really try to tie anything of extreme substance to. Hinduism, the concept of the soul, Atman, is central to its philosophy and is believed to be eternal and unchanging. Here are some key beliefs about soul and Hinduism. Atman Barman, Hinduism teaches that the individual soul or Atman is identical to the ultimate reality, Brahman. The cosmic soul or universal consciousness, realizing this identity is the goal of life, moksha. Eternal nature, the soul is believed to be eternal, existing before birth and continuing to exist after death. That conflicts with what Google's awful AI told you about Christianity and also told you about Judaism, just as a point of clarity. Before birth and exists after death. It undergoes a cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. That's Sarmsa. Until it achieves liberation, moksha. Distinct from the body. The soul is distinct from the physical body and is not affected by its changes or death. It is the essence of a person's true self. So far, I'd say most Christians who are not having this type of conversation that we're having tonight and last week, if you just read this to them and took all the key Hindu words out and put in some Christian words, they'd be right on board with this, in my, in my opinion. Uh, distinct from the body, karma. Hinduism teaches that actions or karma performed in one's life affect the soul's future births. Good actions lead to positive outcomes, while bad actions lead to negative consequences, cause and effect. For, I'm not going to try to say it, for big word. Big word starts with a P. I'm going to try to say it. Purusharathas. Purusharas. I don't, I don't know. Hinduism identifies four goals of human life. I'm not going to try again. Dharma, Artha, Karma, I'm sorry, Kama, and Moksha, which is liberation. So you have righteousness, prosperity, pleasure, and liberation. Pleasure is one of the interesting ones that uh, aligns very much with a lot of old pagan religions. Pleasure is kind of antithetical to a lot of Christian um, tenets. Christian tenets are, in a way, to abandon pleasure, to reject pleasure, in, in, being, in a very general sense. Uh, many pagan religions were, pleasure was the goal. Pleasure was one of the key fundamental things. The, the Corinthian church, was, was in, they were in an area geographically and culturally, where the, the pagan religions around them, pleasure was, it was a, not everything, but it was a massive, massive, massive part of the religions, which is why the Corinthian church had such a problem with sexual immorality, just to add a little bit of context. So Hinduism is, is very geared towards pleasure too. This is, I believe, this is actually where you get the Kama Sutra from. 
If you're not familiar, Google it, but be very careful on what you click on. Moksha achieved through spiritual realization is considered the highest goal. That was uh, liberation. Liberation is the highest goal, freeing the soul from the cycle of birth and death. So that would be the end of the cycle. You'd be free from it. So the, the cycle that was explained, a cycle of birth, death, and rebirth until it achieves liberation. Well, once achieved liberation, the cycle of birth and death ends. So that there's a, there is, there's an actual finish line in a sense. Individuality. While the soul is considered a part of the ultimate reality, it retains its individuality even after attaining liberation. This is different from the concept of nirvana in Buddhism, where individuality is transcended. Incarnation. Hinduism believes in the cycle of birth and rebirth, where the soul takes on new bodies based on its karma. The ultimate goal is to break free from this cycle and attain liberation or moksha. So, so in Hinduism, you, you are born into a cycle, your soul, which existed prior to you in a physical sense. You are born into this cycle of trying to achieve liberation. And, and you just continue this cycle of death and rebirth until you achieve liberation. At that point, you are free from the cycle and you are fully liberated. It's, it's very interesting. It's very different from Buddhism, contrary to popular belief. It's, it's very, very different. Uh, yeah, Rodriguez sent me something on Numa and then Psyche. Yeah, you, you can read it, you could screen share it, whatever you want to do. It's it's a lot. Like I don't know if um Rodriguez, are there any key points? For some reason she can't um post things. And I'm not sure why. What do you mean? Where? She can't post things in the uh the Souls Part Two um podcast. Just that one section? Thesis. No, I, she had a problem with it last week too, and I don't I don't know. Maybe it's like a setting. Is it files she's trying to post? No, they're just pictures. Screenshots of uh, strong. Interesting. Concordance. Uh, all right, I'll look into that. I'll look into that. Rodriguez, while we're, while we're on here, try, try again, because I saw you just posted a Bible verse in there, uh, not just an hour ago, but try to post the picture in there, and then if you can screenshot or ex at least like explain in detail what it looks like or what happens when you do it. Um, is, is whatever she sent you? Oh, Rodriguez has your hand up too here. Yeah, maybe she can talk. All right, you're up. You're, you're in and live, just heads up, Rodriguez. What was that? Like, don't say swear words. <laughs> well, I just don't, you weren't saying anything, so I, I just want to make sure you were aware oh. that you were up. Well, I was trying to go back to the chat because you wanted me to try to upload it. I don't know if it's like a thing where you have to be like members only or something. It, um, it shouldn't be. That's why just try later and then let me know what it looks like. And then I can try to fix oh, it. Okay. So if you pull up the scripture that I gave, I think it was in First Thessalonians. Yep. Something, something, something. Um, 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually has the word spirit, soul. Hang on, spirit, 
yeah, spirit, pneuma, and then soul, which is psyche. And then there's body, which is soma. Um, and I, the only thing I was going to say is if you kind of look at the definitions, it almost seems like, um, like in the concordance, those are the things where I pulled up, um, where I sent ghosts, like the attachments. Okay. Okay. Cause I couldn't, I don't know. Ghosts, are you able to put it on there or no? Yeah. Let me, uh, if you have a safe screen, you can share that. But if a bunch of photos, so let me uh, just well, save them all. It's the screenshots of like the concordance definition, and they're kind of lengthy, so I don't want to like, you know, for which words not provide the full definition. You know what I mean? Because I don't. I feel like sometimes we take a snippet of a definition based off of what we believe or what we want to believe, and run with it and don't give the full meaning. If that makes if sense. If you want to look was, up the Strong's for all three. Um, now again, I agree with you, Joe. These are colored by Greek philosophy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's fair. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge, huge problem actually. But, uh, let me see. I don't know. I kind of wonder if things are different though, post ascension and I don't know. Well, that's a different conversation, I guess. But Do Do you know which, uh, just so it's, exactly what you, you had want. so it's easier i could re- okay so strong's like g4151 yeah if you google that it'll come up g4541 g41 uh, i'll let i'll let you talk about i'll let you say i'm sorry g541 you guys are killing me no g like god four uh-huh 151 and that's going to be numa p n e u m a BLB. Huh? Well, I'm just being an asshole. Blue oh, letter, sure. blue letter bottle. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll do NIV because this is what most people read. Does it matter if you're doing concordance? Like honestly, concordance shouldn't matter. No, yeah. it shouldn't. no. But if they quote verses, it'll. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've uh, never seen it like not on a phone. Huh. Actually, there's yeah, still, it's on there. There you go. There's still KJV. Is this what you wanted to see right here? Uh, four one five one. Yeah, does it have everything? I just want to make sure it says all the same stuff. A lot of the top ones just like almost like yeah, it's the top commentary. One. It's not even really a definition. No, 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 not that part. Go up higher, up higher, up higher. Mm, right there the outline of the usage where it talks about like different parts. Okay. So this one is for spirit, right? Specifically. But then if you look. But Numa is not the third person. That's Paraclete. So they're conflating ideas. So look at it. Look at Roman numeral two part B It actually says the soul. And that's the part where I'm noticing like there's some stuff that's kind of interchangeable and even Point number three, um, part B also. 
This is why I draw a distinction between soul and soul print. I don't because, I don't think there is a distinction though. I think it is an overlap and I think it's supposed it, to it overlap exactly. That's exactly right. That's why the soul is black and the soul print is gray because the white part, the spirit is what creates the combination and that shape is the uh individual's identity. Okay, so, so yeah, is the overlap Okay, I hear what you're saying, but it almost sounds like based off of what you're saying, there's only an overlap when it comes to soul and spirit. Is that what you're saying? Or do you think there's an overlap with other parts as well, like the body and the spirit and, and whatnot? No, because I only see the body as a collection of spirit or a collection of souls. I'm sorry. Okay, so the body overlaps with the soul or any other part or no? Yeah, the body is just a dam. Like it, it's okay, the so thing that anchors us. You're saying to no. a location, I guess. I, I yeah, didn't but, hear your question. But I'm sorry. I guess I'm questioning as to what part you think overlap. Do you think the body overlaps with any other part, such as the spirit or the soul? Yeah, because has, has your foot ever fallen asleep? I mean, yeah, the body is a, a walking soul. Like, um, we have sensations okay. because we have nervous system, which is a soul. Okay, so yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Without going into more stuff. Yeah. Okay. So then if we look at. Okay. So we're in NUMA. So at the end of NUMA, if you look at um, Roman numeral five point. Point B, where it talks about breadth of the nostrils. Right. And then if you go into psyche, which is G5590. Might want to pull it up in a different tab. Oh, well, it's 1A, and it talks about breath and breath of life there also. Uh, and I yeah. guess that's the part. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, we got we got both right here. Yeah, and the, do you want the other one? Soma G4983. Might as well. It's up. Was this breath? What, what were we looking at in Soma? Soma, Soma was body. All right. Yeah, you got so you got all three here. Yeah. So I guess the part that I thought was just interesting was just the fact that you could point out some of the definitions in other parts. So I think it's a lot of it is kind of interchangeable and overlapping. That's all. And yes, I know it's Greek, but so just in in what way specifically, or, or I guess actually, how about this? Like, what what's the insinuation by by kind of proposing that? Like, what does that mean to you? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, there was something Ghost had said earlier about, or what does that mean? I don't completely know. I mean, of course I don't know, but it almost sounds just like triune. Like there's not, I guess a full being needs to have these three parts. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, maybe the problem with these words is that they they were trying to define something that was way way out of their weight class. I don't know and about that. 
and they only they, had certain language to explain. And we're trying to do the same thing. I mean, it's out of our way class yeah. too. We have, we have a bigger collection of words and ideas than the ancients did. I mean, the English words, not so much. I don't know about that, though. I mean, I think we kind of really underestimate it, especially since, you know, I know you know about like... They weren't building computers. It's not a mystery. Like, we know more than they do. I mean, I don't know. You could could be right. You could be wrong. I don't know. They weren't driving around in in cars. They Uh were driving around in chariots. So, I mean... Right, right, right. I don't know. Hold on. So, I mean, it's... On one hand, it seems as though people of ancient time had more of a spiritual sense, perhaps. So that more in tune. More in tune. I would, I would kind of, I would argue that line. But on the other hand, I, I mean, we obviously have, I maybe not obvious, but I believe that we have more ways of expressing what is spiritual, albeit something that's kind of lost in modern day. But we do have like the power of language. We've we've come a long way with all that. I think one of the things that like, you just have to be honest about is like the Bible is chock full of mistakes. Uh, it's one of That's the fair. primary kind of issues. And I I don't know if uh, why would you think they had like a full grasp of the soul? I don't I don't really I'm not on either team, so I'm a good arbiter for this. Why why would what makes you think I guess that they had a grasp on on the soul, the spirit, and the body? even before any translations like they they themselves in their actual life present day for them what makes you believe that they had like a very firm grasp i don't necessarily think you're wrong i don't think you're right i don't think you're wrong so what makes you think that are you talking to me yeah um i mean i don't know that i'm trying to say that i'm right or wrong any or you know i don't know that i can come up with a conclusion the only thing i can say is i think it's I mean, it's fair. I think we can all kind of agree that they they were more in tune, right? Once upon a time, yeah. they were more advanced in some some other ways that we most definitely are not. Um, how or why that is, I don't know. But um, I think advancement comes in stages and in waves. So, like, we have people in twenty twenty four right now who can build microchips, and then we have people who still wipe their butt with their hand. You know what I'm saying? So like they all exist in the same time, but we're not all on the same level. And I think that's how the past was too. So I think in general, ancient people, they understood patterns. They could recognize patterns better than modern people, but we, we understand details better. So it's almost like we have to come together and take the details and apply them to the patterns and understand what's really going on. And that's what I'm trying to do. Here's one of the things I would ask both of you. If we're going to do... Uh-oh. Because uh, I'm trying not to, like, kind of derail this. But one one of the things that I would urge, I guess, everybody to do is if when you're doing something like this, the living body. Living. Why? The living, a living being. Why? A living soul. Why? Why? Because it's animated with spirits. Oxygen, electricity, water, blood. All those things are spiritual. I agree. I agree. It's what it's one of kind of the it's what to me it's one of the differentiators. 
it's 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 a defining term or a differentiating uh, addition to a description for for me when a manifesting of like the metaphysical manifesting of the physical from the metaphysical in a way in a way maybe yeah in a way but in in more of just like a very simple sense to totally to me um there's no and it's it's i'm telling you it's fucking impossible sorry yeah you're right i am swearing uh it's fucking impossible to 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 translate (laughs) this shit and make it make sense now i don't care right uh it's it's just it doesn't work but the at least some of the interesting things to see are things like that because that why why to to me it makes obvious that they're they they at the very least the translators saw that there were there's some valid reason that there should be a distinction because they they could just say and this is the bible's chock full of this a living being a living soul a li- but even just soul do you need to say living is it I, not- here's the here's the thing is um i think mars is a dead soul okay then we get into the definition of death because I think to some degree or another, they had a little bit more understanding in that department because it's my understanding that three days was a really big deal. Um, And that's when I think, isn't it? That's when they actually would say someone is actually dead, dead. You had to wait at least three days. Now, how that works in terms of body, soul, spirit, I I have no clue whatsoever. And when someone is brain dead, oh, I got questions with that also. Um. That means no electricity. They're being kept alive. That means which part though? The body is alive, but what what's dead? That's what I want to know. Is it the soul? Is it the spirit? I mean, I, uh, I got into this like you know, with you know, where does our soul reside? Where does our spirit reside? What happens when we have amputations, lobotomies, or heart transplants? Who goes what and what goes where? You know, I know I've I've brought that up before. I think it goes to Sheil. What your, part, your identity, the, the what data, part? the electrical okay. data, the electrical data. Uh-huh. Okay. So if I have a heart transplant. Uh, your identity is in the brain, though. Okay. So if I have parts of my brain gone, gone. then it would be, I, I mean, think, I think our identity saves every nanosecond. So if, if something happens to your brain, the 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 you that was partial upload on the iCloud all the time we're streaming it's we're streaming that's pretty (laughs) much what it is we're streaming from shield that's what i think and i know it sounds weird but that's what i think being absorbed into our brain just like we can watch netflix on any tv it doesn't matter if it's like a a pimped out oled or just some garbage tv you get at walmart you can watch Netflix on all of it, but the TV yeah, but the subscription different. has to be there. If my card is is done and it doesn't like it, then you can't watch it on it. That's why all human souls are equal in that regard, because we all have to subscribe to this experience. But all our life experience, yeah. So, like watching a movie on a little crummy TV is way different than watching it on a giant OLED TV. Uh, okay. But it's still the same movie. You're just seeing it through a different lens. And you're both subscribing. 
So that's how I see it. I don't know. When you get into death and transplants, I think there's just a lot of complexity. Organ donation. I That's the part where I get really... Well, why? There's all kinds of mind fuckery. Wait, what? Why? Like, so I guess uh, let's isolate one. So like or, organ transplants. Why? Why does that kind of tweak you out? Because I'm not understanding exactly where the soul and this spirit reside and overlap. So, like, the heart or the brain would be a good example of where, I don't know, something resides and overlaps. Like your physical identity your... resides in the brain. You know, and I think we've all heard stories of, like, someone who has a heart transplant and, you know, weird things happen. Like, maybe they crave chicken nuggets or they randomly, like, horseback riding or could play the violin, you know, certain things like that. So that's the part that I'm kind of, you know, really struggling with is in terms of different aspects like that. I agree. I mean, it's, there are some weird cases. Yeah. So then the, I don't know, my question with that would be, does that have anything to do with your, your spirit or your soul or could that be something else? No, it does have something to do with it. Like, can, can the soul and spirit be divided? Can parts of it reside in some parts, you know, in, in other places? Like, well, I don't disagree with that, but why does it have to be one of those things? I mean, the I guess the first thing to just like make very obvious is that I don't think the three of us even in in a room of you know 10, 11, 12 people, I don't think we all f- are fully on the same page with what each one of those words means. So if even no, yeah, but so you get, put Ghost and I in the same room and yeah, <laughs> but get but get rid of all that. Take like the most stereotypical. Gather a thousand Americans, ask them what a soul is. Let's go based off of that. So it is sure what you said about the, the could be in your heart and pieces or whatever. Why does that have to be the soul? Why, why could that not be explained in a different way? Why does that have or to be spirit or spirit? But why? Why couldn't it be explained in a different way? I just the, the bottom line for me is like your heart dies and it turns into nothing. It goes back into the earth. Does it? Yeah, the yeah. identity doesn't reside it, in the heart. It decays. Your heart decays. You, I mean, that's but I think graphic, there's, some science, but... there's some scientific evidence that proves otherwise. And I just gave some examples. You know, someone who craves this food or all of a sudden randomly has a passion for motorcycles and they found out the person who died, you know, loved motorcycles, things like that. So yeah. I would say that there's enough evidence that says that that's not true no but i didn't dispute that i agreed with you i said so those things can happen those i totally agree with that but uh the the cold hard reality is regardless of any of that say somebody has a heart transplant now they love horseback riding yeah on on hard to explain you can definitely have some theories uh bottom line though is when that person dies their heart will decay as with the rest of their body it will turn into nothing it decays and rots in the ground so does so, a part of their spirit and soul get transferred with the transplant? Well, so that's kind of the question. That's just all I'm trying to do is kind of siphon the actual question and not okay, get caught up. Yeah, that would be the question. And does that mean they have two different dates of death? The first one when they do the transplant and then the second one when the person who received the transplant died? I so think like when they're on the pearly gates, right? And talking to who is it, St. Peter or whoever the hell it is, are they like, well, hang on, we need to wait till the rest of you gets here? Well, couldn't these just no. be uh, like remnants, almost irrelevant? 
I think that. it has something to do with bacteria, but th- we're going to go into like a whole new thing if I bring it back. <laughs> Interesting. So, but yeah, I think a bacteria has a lot to do with our identity. Um, so it's not, it's not just like, <laughs> oh, it's just electricity that creates it. There is like a whole cornucopia of things that are going on. But which part of the cornucopia? It might be irreducible. So I, I, I tend to think it's irreducible. So like you said, if someone gets a liver transplant, that bacteria is on the new liver is foreign to that body. So it's like the culture is going to change. Literally no, the culture. The antibiotics to knock all that out. So aside from that, though, I'm just trying to figure out are parts of you residing in other parts when there's transplants? transplants? And if so, are there different dates of death doesn't matter though it does because then when when does when does when does someone die well i mean in this reality we kind of count death as when an individual's brain can well well, when your when your brain shuts down your brain no brain waves aka mm, no electricity in the body yeah when your energy no no longer is there yeah so that that's when they die so then if they if they die, if I die in a motorcycle accident, um, as soon as my brain stops transmitting, I'm considered dead. And then they harvest my organs against my will and they give them to somebody else. Probably. And uh, probably. And they uh, and that person now is saved. And now they uh, oddly like reading very dry stuff about theology. Um, it doesn't change that I'm dead. It's it's. So like I get the question, I respect the question. It's a really interesting question. I almost see it as like irrelevant though. I'm dead. It's done. So like that's over. You're dead. You're you're dead here, right? But what's the definition in the other I don't know realm, so to speak, right? Because there's lots of people who have what do they call it? N N E D S near mm-hmm. death and, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Where they were dead according to, to that part, but then over here, they're not, right? So we have a bit of a overlap of misinformation there. So that's the part where I'm kind of trying to figure things out. That's this might be where I skew. I, I, I think death is only a part of this reality. I don't think it exists elsewhere. Maybe that's just. I think it's just a. It's just part of the phase. Like we look at it as, oh, it's death. Everyone has to do it. We see it in movies. We experience it in our life. But I think it's just part of phasing up to something different. That's why we all have to do it. And then when we do it, we'll look back and be like, oh, that's just the thing we have to do. That's the way I look at it. This is like we're only looking forward. We can't look back yet. Yeah. And looking back is what's going to give us the awareness. Yeah. But I, some people I, have foresight, and maybe that's what a prophet is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know that there's some, I don't know that there's like totality when it comes to some of these things. Like, at, you know what I mean? Like, all at once. That's well, I, I think, I think there is. The question is, can we grasp questions? There would have to be because reality has a rule set. Like there has to be an answer. It's just, can we figure it out? And I don't know. I would suppose yes, but 
but the fact that it that it's there or not of course it's there the truth you know i mean yeah it's truth exists that's i don't know if we can touch it though i mean yeah independent of us yeah i don't think we can i don't think it's possible i know that you kind of to some degree disagree um i think we can only see a low resolution version of it because it's holographic so we can see the the truth we just can't see the total truth just the small fuzzy portion of it yeah see i and that's this this is why i love this because I, I differ i don't think we can even see a low resolution because like it, I, I guess unless maybe i'm picturing that explanation yeah. wrong but like a shitty old tv you can see the show like it looks like garbage but you can see it i don't i don't think we could even see like a really shitty old crt version uh and if you don't know what that is if you're younger it was tvs didn't used to be flat uh it, i don't even think you could see like that version of of the truth I think it's completely out of our depth that we are ants of nothingness when compared to it. But that, well, I think consciousness is everything in the universe. Like consciousness is the prerequisite for everything else. So if we're conscious and we can grasp, you know, physical laws and things that are happening in the Andromeda galaxy, if we can grasp all these things, then we were designed in a way to be able to understand and interpret things on our own level. And if, if holograms and fractals didn't exist, I wouldn't believe this. I would be like you where it's like, how can we know? But holograms exist because yeah. fractals exist. And you take any small portion of a hologram and that's the whole hologram. It's just low res. Yeah. So the fact that that's true, it just it makes me think like, of course we can know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, call me crazy. I guess I don't know. No, I mean, I get I get your theory. Like I said, I I I fully grasp it for sure. I don't. I mean, I'm not concrete on anything. I just it's yeah it's, yeah. I'm it's the same hard. way. I don't know that I necessarily hold to anything. I just have a lot of questions, and those questions have questions and. Yeah, I think that's the important part. That's that's the that's more important than anything else. I think some questions though need to be whittled down to like what the. I think a lot of the time, specifically in our context of like a Christian point of view, we get very, very, very caught up on on parts of questions that are irrelevant, and it it clouds. It's like arguing with somebody you love and you're arguing about really stupid shit that has nothing to do with the actual problem. And then five hours into the argument, you're like, oh, we're actually talking about the problem now. And then it takes a very, you know, it takes at least a shorter amount of time to like solve whatever it was. We get caught up on like really stupid shit that is at least mostly irrelevant if you were to like break the questions down more to their actual basic form. Like, does it? I kind of it... see it as foundational, though. Like, if you were to go up to some average, kind of like violent person who's not doing That's so well average. in life, yeah, just your average like rioter, or, I don't know, just somebody who's not doing great, and you were to ask them who is Jesus, like they would probably not really be able to give you a a decent answer. Um, so I think the picture we have of this reality that we can picture in our minds and kind of understand a framework to, it will help people feel more connected because this whole model that I'm trying to put together shows kind of definitively that everyone is connected and not just in like some kind of hippie way, but electromagnetically. And if people do can they, kind of visualize do that. Feel, 
Do they need mm-hmm. to feel connected though? If I mean, there's a lot of things that everyone you wouldn't you wouldn't harm people. You wouldn't uh, yeah. wrong people. I agree with that. Yeah. If I, you felt like that was you, then that's what I'm saying. Like people don't mm-hmm. have the right image in their head. I mean, take it all the way back to the very beginning of time. If you if you had human beings just in a very general sense that felt a, a very deep rooted need to understand how they are connected, like how we are all one, literally every horrible thing that has happened, every atrocity would never have happened. And and like to not to start shit, but the stuff we're going through now, just culturally, none of it would exist. If if everybody had a, a true, a genuine, a childlike understanding of how how similar and how connected we truly are, like at the core of it, how connected we are. That that the the outer appearance is completely irrelevant. The the cultural differences to on a spiritual level are irrelevant. Uh that that we are all you know created in God's image. And that like Ghost was saying, the ultimate goal is to to line the way he said it, it was line up your algorithm with God's algorithm, but it's just it's a way of saying just be be behave, act, and live out like in God's image. How he would there'd be no bullshit. Everybody would be very much tied on like a spiritual level. I, yeah, you would see like other people as like nurture. limbs. You wouldn't cut off your own mm-hmm. finger. You wouldn't cut off your arm. Well, some people are doing that now. So it's like if you see other people as (laughs) if you see other people as parts of yourself, then you're not going to harm them. So if we taught this to like five year olds in school and showed them pictures, like I feel like results would be a little better, you know? I think it'd be better. I mean, I to uh, on one hand though, like sin exists. So I think there are still because what I was gonna say is like think of it as like your child, but there are people who hurt their children. So on. I think the the statistically the amount of bullshit would be very low, but there are still going to be people there. I that's a yeah. I think there'd be massive improvement, but there will still be outliers who okay, that's fair. Who don't care? Yeah, I think that'd be more like a more honest way to kind of talk. Yeah, because I don't want to be like associated with or connected to like Dahmer, for example. You know, like that's not true yeah Yeah, if he's harming people this is this goes back into the nap like if he's harming people innocent people then you know something something has to happen to him like sorry we can't just let people roam around and harm people yeah Yeah, i'm not sorry but yeah i I get you but it'd be fewer it'd be fewer if we all yeah and if and if we look at each other as a body like we're supposed to Dahmer's like uh cancer no so yeah 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 that's a good way to put it yeah. uh, he's evil i don't, I don't want to get into that i think <laughs> evil i think evil gets way too much mental health crisis credit but whatever i agree, I agree there's that. always going to be cancer cells and we have to have a protocol and right now we don't so it's, it penalty. is what it is yeah but it's the, like the death we're not enforcing too. things etc i'm not going to get into it but yeah i think that's the only way hot take i think death penalty should be used actually way more often than it is i agree i think death penalty in the hunger games style like let's just throw them on an island yeah it's entertainment for entertainment are you kidding me no 
Yeah. No, are we gonna start fighting again, ghosts? Like, no way. That is so not okay. And they use kids. That's like exploitation. No, he's no, not I'm, talking about kids, though. He's talking, talking about kids. He's talking about hardened criminals who, in many cases, are hurting kids. He's saying to yes. put, put them on an island, throw a dome over that bitch, and let them go to town. I'm not endorsing right. this, I'm, I'm but all I, for I appreciate it. No, I think they should die. Okay, but while <laughs> they're waiting. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think people who are kids, I don't think in any way they should be a draw on society whatsoever. They should not be free in society. They should not be a financial draw. They should not be breathing oxygen that could be used elsewhere. I think that's they're like whether it's your fault or not. I'm sorry, but you you provide nothing, but but a draw in one way or another, and you can't have a healthy Earth that way. You can't have healthy society that way. That's my. I don't see why we wait. Like right after the sentencing, all right, take a trip to Hunger Games Island. I mean, we pay millions of dollars to keep them on death row for twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, it's wild. It's a. It's such a wild system. We should get at least some free labor out of them. I think in the process. Um, Yeah, I mean, produce something. Produce something. Something. They could be. They could be. There's so many things. There's so many things that could be used that we be productive i wonder where does evil reside then the soul the spirit sorry okay i won't do that i won't do that no i think it resides in the soul in the soul it's just uh, not tuning to the right frequency i yeah the god frequency the holy spirit when you're not tuned to that all kinds of stuff can happen I, okay. I agree with that. I explain it in a different way, but I, I because there are more there that. are more bad channels than good. Like broad is the way to destruction. There's one Holy Spirit that's kind of the way, the truth, and the life. You live like okay. that, or you live in a plethora of other ways that aren't like that. That's why broad is the way to destruction because there's more wrong ways to do something than there is a right way to do something. Think of anything. There's more wrong True. ways to do it than right. But you're saying through through spirit or through soul? Uh, the soul is just the filter of the spirit. So it, it would have to be what spirit are we talking about? Because there's all kinds of spirits. Where does evil reside? Where does evil reside? I think evil resides in every soul. The potential for evil resides in every soul. Okay. Just like every radio has a potential to play only oldies. If you turn, if you tune to the oldies, I'm not saying oldies are evil because I like the oldies, but there's always going to be a channel that's possible on every radio, but you don't have to turn to that channel, but you can. Uh, And I think the soul is a more complex version of that. And we turn to channels based on events that happen to us. It's not like this, a thing that we just dial on our head. If an event happens to you enough, it's going to create, a sort of groove a habitual way of thinking and that so, can be really hard to break right okay and on that note i'm just wondering are there any parts that are redeemable so do you think there's a part where humanity just goes too far you know beyond a point where it's just not redeemable like as a, Dahmer, as a whole or an individual as a whole or individual i was just going to say yeah like that, that like let's like let's just look at Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, okay? Supposedly he was he was quote unquote saved. Well, we're just gonna use him as an example. Do you think that he was so far gone that he was not redeemable? 
I think only God can judge that. Um, I know that. I know that. No, but even so, so I guess I'll play kind of devil's advocate in a way. Uh, on using the using the radio frequency, you know, theory or model, technically anybody could, right? If that if it's just a matter of tuning in to the right station, then technically anybody could at any point. They say it. Everyone has a Hitler in them somewhere. I mean, so I don't know who they is, but. I'm just wondering if it just gets to the point of no return. Because in terms of scripture, right, I know it talks about people where their conscience is seared, which to me kind of sounds like, I mean, I don't want to sound like um, like a Calvinist or anything, but I honestly don't know that I can believe that some people can be redeemable. I think there's a part where it's just too foregone. And and obviously, I felt like if we didn't think that was true, then we wouldn't be for the death penalty. But what makes the difference between somebody who's too far gone and somebody who just continues to tune into that frequency? What makes it an absolute? So I guess, I guess the saying. effort. No, I guess I'm just wondering if it's just even worth the effort. Right? Because supposedly, what's his face from focus on the family? I don't know. One of those people went over and talked to Dahmer and got him quote unquote saved. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah. the fool baptized. Like but let let go of him, general sense. So an individual who does evil. I don't I mean I I don't think so. Only but this is only my interaction with evil and you know with other clients or whatever and their interactions with evil. So I, I personally don't don't think so. Yeah, but you got to get rid of that. That's all very anecdotal, which is just not useful for this. Like, get rid of that. Just in a general sense, just think about the concepts. Somebody, an individual, a human being with a soul who who is born at least in the image of God or intended to be in the image of God, but has free agency and free will, they begin life doing evil. That was me. I I was a downright evil person. I was I, mm-hmm. nothing nothing but. Thoughts, evil, actions, evil, everything about me was evil. I was a fucking sick person. Uh, there, there was a point where now, like, I couldn't even recognize that person. I couldn't even imagine having similar thoughts. It, do- it doesn't seem like I'm that same human. So, like, in a, in a sense, I agree with you. Because when, when I found out Jeffrey Dahmer, like, got saved or whatever, I'm with you. I call bullshit. I call bullshit so hard. On, on the other hand, yeah, I, I have my own anecdotal experience of I was a terrible person. Awful awful but at some point i i no longer to use the terminology i no longer was tuning into these same frequencies and i was and not only that but then i was tuning into very specific alternative frequencies and it changed absolutely everything about me in every possible sense so that now i don't even think i'm capable of tuning into what evil frequencies i don't think i could do it so i i i get it to a point but I, is there an absolute? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I think Jeffrey Dahmer is just a manipulative piece of shit. So that's right. why that's why I don't believe it. But that's like that doesn't mean anything. It just means it was a piece of shit. It doesn't mean anything. Is like for like the general concept of can you be redeemed? Is there are you ever too far gone to be redeemed? I don't. I'd have a real hard time like thinking somebody who had essay a bunch of kids could be redeemed but that's because that emotionally in an in an emotionally unintelligent frame of mind because that destroys me i want to say f that person no there's no possible way but i don't know i mean what if they 
What if they started tuning I mean, into different frequencies? Yeah, yeah. Where's Cat? Cat needs to get on here. Yeah, I want to hear about Dahmer being saved and your thoughts on that. But I think, I mean, Joe, you weren't eating people, right? To my knowledge, and no. But Rodriguez, you'd be real upset if you knew the type of person I was. I wasn't eating people. I know. No, I did not go I that know far. A little bit. I, but I know. I I was bit. I was violent, and I enjoyed I know being that. violent. I, so so that's pretty I, sick. That's pretty sick. I don't know about. It. I mean, Joe, I was a boxer. I don't know about all that. I mean, I, I have a question. Uh, can cancer be cured from the body? Can we cure cancer from the body? Right. I would say yes. Right. We can. Yeah. Maybe there's Hello? some intervention involved with this. Yeah. Whole yeah. So, but we can do it. So. If someone's bad and there's someone who comes into their life and does an intervention and changes their mind about things they did, it's not up for me to say whether that person is genuinely changed, but if they are, then of course they're redeemed. But I don't know if they are because that's something only God knows. It's the whole yeah, there's a, and the there's intention. a lot of manipulation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I so that <laughs> yeah. It's intention. What is your what is your you'll never know their actual intentions. I mean, shit. Yeah. I I could be lying about all of this. I just love do. I I want to manipulate everybody so bad that I I spend so much time doing all of this, but I'm still a horribly evil person. I think the the I best know. way the best way to see is is <laughs> the best way to see is like the fruits, right? Like if if I was the way that I was most of my life and did and went and whatever, and then I say I'm changed, but I I. I, there's no fruit to say it in a Christian term. There's no fruit. Then I think it's fair to question that and to be like, uh, but are you, but did you, I don't know. But then on the other hand, you have guys who like, you know, murder someone or live nothing but an evil life when they were young and then come out of prison 20 years later, ha have a change in frequency. Now they're, they're all about, god they're all about spirituality they they want a family or they have a family whatever and and their fruit every single day shows that like no that person is completely different There's i no think i'm more inclined I'm, I'm more inclined to buy that than like the epidemic we have in churches today which is why we have so many documentaries on it right pastor preaching from the pulpit all this holiness and righteousness he seems legit and then you find out he's a fucking baby raper behind the scenes. And then he quotes unquote repents. He's a changed man. He felt conviction, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's back up on the pulpit five minutes later. Well, I mean, that's sick. That should be that should be mocked and and just completely destroyed in every possible public space. Is how people should deal with that. Why, why that's not all over the news all the time. And I mean, it is to a point, like, I know what you're it talking is. about, you see it, but the, the fact that, I mean, anybody who, who touches children is out of prison three years later is, is atrocious, but this is all kind of like, this is nuance again. This is like minutia again. It's uh, a failure of the system. It's a failure of the system. It's a failure of, it's a failure of both systems. It's a failure of the church system. It's a failure of the, the judicial system. Uh, and yes, it's a failure of fucking culture. For letting it happen you should we shouldn't as a culture allow that to happen and we do and you can say we don't but I we do it in culture i just don't expect it in church culture culture oh. and the fact that they have the nerve to freaking shame the victims 
you know, instead of the actual perpetrators, that's a, that's a whole nother mind fuckery of evil that I can't comprehend. I mean, yeah. Yeah. People but still give Kenneth out. Copeland money. It's so crazy. That, it's We're so not crazy. advanced. Even look that guy in the eye. It's so crazy. It's so, so crazy. Dude has vampire eyes. If, if there's, n- there's no better testament to how just, and I, I love everybody here, but how fucking stupid so many people are. And I don't think there's a better word for it. If you, if you are a human being who pays taxes and goes to work and can do like general math and you, you give money from your paycheck to Kenneth Copeland or like Joel Osteen, you're, you're stupid. You're a dumb person. You're dumb, your brain, whatever it is, like maybe you're not stupid, but you're fucking brainwashed. It's one or the other. No sensible person could do that. It's crazy. The shit they say, intro, if, I don't know how many people have actually sat and listened to hours and hours of these guys preach. I have. It's fucking wild. It's crazy. You would think it's a, like a joke, a parody. It's not. But the shit they say is insane. It's insane. They're, they're like, they have some kind of spell on these people, it seems like. It really it's, is. I it's mean, that's crazy. what it is. It's that's it's one of the things that like made me really start believing that that evil is 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 way more deliberate than I thought. And like it's just it's wild. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing, I guess. It's that, but it's so orchestrated and it works so well. It's, Which is so, it's scary. so so useful. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I think it's um psychologically, I think it's like a form of covert narcissism, I think is the word. Um, where it's like they're like nice, quote unquote, narcissists. You think that's a? I I just see them as demonic. You're magicians. I mean, I would agree. I think, like I said, there's so much demonic shit that's like psychologically diagnosed. I think they've add like pedophilia to the DSM or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms Speaking of like of Gemini, what, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's I'm not understanding why it's such a prevalent epidemic. Like there's something deeply rooted there. Um and how to resolve it, how to pray against it or you know whatever. I I I don't know. With the prosperity I mean, thing? It's it's not even prosperity. Like if you watch these documentaries, like I know I've I've posted a, a few like um what is it? Shiny happy people. Um the one from the dude from Hillsong in New York. Um, I forget. There's God, there's so freaking many of them. But there's there's just a, a a a pattern of like duplicity, deception, manipulation, and you know, um, yeah, two faced Gemini, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's just I don't know, a theme, a pattern. Do you think it's, it's, do you think that the things you described there, do you think they're that much different than like an actor and actress? Yeah. Why? They get caught all the time doing shit like that. Or like a, like a, like a politician, a low, a lower level politician. Mm, They all all get caught. It's a little bit. Go ahead. Here's the thing is like, like if I get caught stealing, right? Okay. And and someone asks me, am I stealing? And I say no, right? 
that's that's one level of deception. But these pastors are not like that. They get caught or they are stealing, but they'll go out. They'll go so far as to preach against stealing and how horrible it is. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's this whole nother fucking level. Well, it's hypocrisy. The only thing that makes it different is that they have a, they have a uh, podium. They have an audience. No. So it's what no. else? What, what's different about the behavior? I, I don't know about you, but like if I do something wrong, I'm not going to sit here and like pretend that I did something great or the opposite of like. Well, I'm yeah. So, shut up but those are two different things. Then you're being honest. They're being deceptive. You're being honest. They're being hypocritical. But take somebody who's not a not a pastor and who practices hypocrisy, talks to their wife about how thieves are are terrible. What a drawn society. And then they go to the grocery store and they steal. Is that person different than the pastor? I mean, you yeah. know, I, I fucking hate these pastors, so I'm not trying to defend them, but. No, I know you aren't. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely different. Number one, it's not like they're claiming to bear the name of Christ and yes. to be bearing fruit and to be a trustful. So like, no, that's the absolute problem with, I think it's beyond hypocrisy. It's a whole nother level of evil. It's fucking they're evil. They're taking the Lord's name in vain. It's blasphemy. Yeah, that's what I was getting. Yeah. At. Yeah. So, okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page, because sometimes... Which doesn't sound redeemable, if it, I don't, if it is. I've made this but. argument. I've made that argument. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think somebody who takes a position of leadership within, in just our context, somebody who takes a position as a pastor, you're taking on, and like when you get ordained, if you get like actually ordained, not like internet ordained, it's a whole process where, where, where you sit down and you, you go through kind of the ringer, with with people well, you're supposed to. who are elder yeah. you're yeah which i don't think you're actually ordained if you don't go through it because it's 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 intentional and a part of it is going over all of this stuff where like they'll I, I guess in my experience they talk to you about how many pastors fall from sexual immorality and what type of things to really be on guard for and what's appropriate and what's not and and it's it's wildly intensive and the whole thing behind it is that if you are to break these, there is nothing worse you could ever do. You lose everything. You lose everything and you completely destroy your entire congregation. Everybody suffers. And it's, it's a form of blasphemy is the, is the way that it was explained to me. And I completely agree with that. It's a form of blasphemy for you to do that. And that's not to say like pastors aren't going to make mistakes and like, like shit does happen. Yeah, there's... So, it's different though. It's a whole It's different. Level. It's different. But I mean, I've known good guys who have like stepped out on their wife. It totally changed the way I looked at them. Completely. Completely changed yeah. the way I looked at them. But is that comparable to someone like Kenneth Copeland? Then you get back into the same old age old argument of like, are there levels to sin? If the Joe Schmo pastor who cheated one time had a moment of weakness, whatever, uh, compared to Kenneth Copeland. Are they both participating in blasphemy to the same degree? Well, it's, Kenneth Copeland is pending, if not someone's just waiting to just expose him. But um, he's a demon. I think he's actually a demon. He's like Emperor Palpatine. I, <laughs> I, I think that dude is actually a demon. He's like a lizard person. I, I was just going to compare him to what's his face. Oh, what's the, the, is it the Facebook guy? What's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah! 
That's pretty good. I like. They come that. from the from same planet. Yeah, they come from they the come same. From planet. the same lizard cloth or whatever. It's um, it's crazy. Yeah, but like, like for for example, with like the Hillsong one, right? Um, they were saying how this guy was so manipulative and deceptive that he could kind of like pull on people's emotions and cry on command. I mean, sure. Right. But so there are... there's like this Go ahead. false repentance type. Well, where's ordeal. the re so... repentance? Where's the repentance? Did he like publicly repent or something? Or what well, do you of mean? Of course. I think a lot of them do that. Like, oh, I sinned against my wife and the Lord. You know, Probably when and... they get caught 100%. Oh, that's fair. That's, yeah, 1000% true. Um, I wish there was probably a documentary on all the wives. But, um, you are, yeah, I just don't. The The funniest part about all of this to me and what I don't understand is that, it, yeah, everybody sins, like, to one degree. Like, sure, 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 sure. But as far as, like, substantial or meaningful sin in the Bible, it's really not that hard not to do it. Like, it kind of takes some effort to do it. To, what do you mean? Like to 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 lie or to do things like little things like that. I get the human beings are going to some degree do them. Do you ever have to lie? Like maybe in some scenarios for in very rare scenarios, you might have to lie or feel like you have to lie outside of that. Like you don't really need to lie. You can just tell the truth. But he, lying is like one that I can understand where people will sometimes do this and maybe it causes right, right. damage and maybe it doesn't cause any damage at all. But as far as right. bigger things like sexual immorality or or um, proposing a false right. gospel or so you got to stop saying that word. But yes, that word uh, oh, stuff oh, is that not allowed. Not on YouTube. No, um, I'm sorry. you're good. As you already said it. Earlier. It doesn't matter. They won't share my stuff anyways. They told me this. Um, uh, so any any of those things. Why don't we tell Christians like, no, it's not OK to sin at all. I've never understood this. They used to for. For a very long time, they did. There, there are literal verses that specifically say that if you perpetually sin, meaning repeating the same sin more than once or over and over, you are literally of the devil. That's what the Bible says. Nobody wants to talk about that shit. That's exactly what the Bible says. You are of the devil. Jesus came to destroy that which is of the devil. And somebody who sins perpetually is of the devil. So on one hand, I can understand the little, you know, call them little. It's totally subjective. Well, that doesn't but sound redeemable. You can call, but yeah, I, I agree. That's my point. I don't think it is, but yet that's what we preach. That's what you teach people in church is that every, oh, everybody sins. Love the sinner. Jesus came for the sinner. Jesus is here for the sinner. He accepts the sinner. No, he fucking doesn't. He's, he was here for the sinner. He doesn't accept the sinner. I don't, I can't find a single goddamn verse that says he accepted a sinner. I've never seen that shit. I've seen you cut off the verse, and then when I post the rest of right, it, that part. it's it makes clear you're full of shit. But I've never yeah, seen what this, does accepted even mean? It's it's tolerate. Accepted what? Tolerate, yeah. and that's that's not at all what Jesus did in perpetuity. Just it's yeah. cool now. Yeah, I don't know because then I think it kind of bleeds over into a different thing because I feel like we kind of take it too far. We're like. I was born with like a really firm religious background where everything was bad and evil, you know? But that's all made um, up. I mean, just on the Bible, what you have that's objective. 
Because it's it's whether you stray too far this way towards grace or you stray too far this way towards legalism, all of those yeah. things strayed from the middle, which is the Bible. No matter which way you go, you're in trouble. So you can't do either. Because because I came from that too. I came from a very strict Roman Catholic household. I went to Catholic school. Went to church three times mm-hmm. a week, and I I think it had something to do with why I said fuck this and went crazy at some point. Um, but oh. I, either way is 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 off of the base, and the base is the Bible. But if you take just the Bible only with nothing else, no interpretive gymnastics, no bullshit, no nothing. Right. And just follow what is very, very, very clear. I don't see any reason why we should tell Christians that it's okay to sin or that you'll be forgiven if you perpetually sin. The Bible point blank says that you won't, that you're of the devil and that Jesus came to destroy you. That's what it says. Mm. That's what it says in first John. Uh, so I just, I've never grasped that. And uh, and just to go to the point is that I don't I don't think that is redeemable. Personally, you know. I think redemption is based on intention and we can't fully understand intention unless we were to have some like precogs from Minority Report that dials into someone's brain and proves whether they're being genuine or not. So until that day comes. Um, I mean, I hope that day never comes, but that would be the only way to know whether someone is truly redeemed if they genuinely had a conversion, but people lie. So, I mean, I don't think I, we, I don't... go ahead. I mean, it's hard. Cause I also feel like there's different like circumstances and, you know, timeframes in, in people's life. Like, so, like sometimes in these scenarios, I, feel, I look at God, like a loving father, right. Or, or a parent, right. And I remember when I was like a really strict religious mom, right? And I wouldn't allow certain things. And then all of a sudden, boom, something horrible happens. And for the first time ever, I I say a cuss word, right? And so does my kid who was 12 at the time. And I'm okay if anyone like demonizes what I did. I I really don't fucking care. But I, I let her you know, and I understood it. It was coming from a very deep place of anger, sorrow, um, you know, all of those places. And I did let it take place for a season pertaining to certain circumstances. But then after a while, I did have to be like, okay, like there, there's enough of that. Let's tone this down and let's kind of, you know, get back to reality. Um, so. I'm swearing. Well, yeah, that was just when she was 12, though, Joe, like, that yeah, wasn't... but I don't know. Never mind, because we're going to start a whole different conversation. I get what you're saying, though, but I don't. Do you think that's irredeemable? No, no, no. But if it was my mom. Oh, OK, but that's but it's, yeah, my I, mom I, I, would have like blacklisted her and probably try to do an exercise. But based on shit. based on nothing, based on nothing, based on something in her head, it doesn't nothing says that anywhere. We don't we don't have any reason to believe that's how we're to deal with those types of situations. Right, right. But what is it? Is it in Galatians where it talks about don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth? It has nothing to do with swearing, because guess what? None of those words fucking existed. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, you know what they would have. I don't Anyway, Our house is a no swear zone. But I I, with my with my daughter involved, obviously. But uh It's except for you're in all the time, except well here, my kid's not here, but like, as far Mm -hmm. as around my kid, there's no swearing ever. 
And, and, but I, there's no way I would ever teach her that swear words actually mean anything at all. Cause they don't to go say fuck in, uh, in, in parts of South Africa, nobody will have any idea what you're talking about. So does fuck actually mean anything? No, we've assigned meaning to it. It doesn't mean anything. Your intention is what means something. What do you mean when you say fuck? Why are you saying fuck? They'll the, say it in Thailand and people might be like, whoa, how do you know my name? Something totally different. So like the swear, the swear words thing is, it's so, so annoying because it does not mean anything at all other than the value in which we prescribe it. It has zero inherent value. And across cultures, you might be offending somebody, you might be saying somebody's name, you might be calling, saying something about a noodle. It's, it, it means nothing. They mean nothing. It's what is in your heart that you're trying to get out, conveying to somebody else. That you could consider would be like the swear. That would be the, the crassness from the heart that the Bible talks about. The word is irrelevant, is all, is all that I mean. So like when the Bible talks about swear, it doesn't talk about swearing ever at any point at all. It talks about... Like it talks about the intention that you're expressing and conveying with your words, which can be done without any swear words. I can say something you to you right now that with no swear words, and it could be absolutely against what the Bible says. But you don't think there might be a little bit more grace depending on circumstances, situations, and things like that? No, I think there absolutely are. Okay. That's, that, that's my point. Yeah, no, that's I... My point. No, I'm totally with you. I, I'm 100% on your team with all that. I just want everybody to be very clear that the Bible does not talk about swearing because swearing, as we know it and understand it, did not exist. So to apply it to 2024 swearing is an exegetical disaster of a lie. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll give a different example. If my kid is upset because X, Y, and Z happened and she says, I hate all men, I want them to die. Well, she needs to fix her heart, but I don't think she's no. irredeemable. Right, right, right. But so the, the way I handled it, I was like, okay, you know, I I understand. I was like, but what? And there was a boy in the car at the time. I think it was my nephew oh, or something. God. I was like, right. I was like, but what about him? She's like, okay, okay, fine. I was like, what about Mr. So-and-so, her favorite teacher? Okay, fine, fine, fine. And I listed a few others and she's like, okay, fine. And I'm like, okay, so is it possible that if you know some people that can live that maybe other people might know some others that can live? And she's like, well, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, like, did, okay, so did she actually mean that? No. So she didn't mean she that. was little. She was little. And I, I understood actually where she was coming from, but like, For I sure. wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I definitely would not have been my mom in that. But situation. even if an adult says that, like a grown-ass adult says, I, I hope that all men die, they, 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 if they mean it, they're sick. Because that's, it's, it's an atrocious thing to say. Because there are plenty of good men. Even, even, if, even if 99 out of 100 men were awful, there's still one good man in that batch of 100 that is good. So for you to say that makes you kind of sick. And no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm a little too passive. Like, okay, my old boss, right? His wife left him for another woman. Okay. So he was really upset and he said a bunch of bad stuff about women. And I'm just kind of like, okay, man, I'm going to let that go because you're going through some stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and but he's that's a grown ass man. But that's my so point I, is that I, they don't mean it. But if they actually mean it, something is wrong with them, not with the oh, world. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, something is wrong with them. But most in most cases, they don't actually mean it. It's somebody being emotionally unintelligent. 
and they're emotionally reacting. driven, also emotionally driven. Well, it's essentially yeah. the same thing. I mean, so, so if you have full control on your emotions, you're not going to say something like that. Somebody who's emotionally intent and emotional intelligence has nothing to do with being smart. It's control of your emotions and nothing more. So somebody who fully controls their emotions would never say, God, I hate all women. God, I hate all men. It's emotionally unintelligent. It's why children say things like that more than adults, but plenty of adults do too. Well, they it, should be. Right, right. Plenty of adults do too, though. But they but they shouldn't. Okay. If you control your emotions, you wouldn't say that. I know someone has their hand raised. Sorry. He, I, I send him a message. He's got oh. to... Uh, I don't Sorry. reckon... I've seen him around, but I haven't seen him around a lot. And we have, we've got to give him verified speaker. So, uh, ghost, if you could read the chat in discord. Yeah, I think, I think he's, I think he's legit. Yeah. Okay. Honk father. Yeah. I think he's legit. Right, we got, we got five minutes, so he'll be closing. Hi. He'll be closing. Cause I got, I got to roll. I got to get the kid out of bed. All right. You are, you are in. Sorry about that. Joe's being a night shifter. He woke up 15 whole minutes ago. Oh my gosh. God uh, bless you. <laughs> I try. I apologize. It's windy outside. My kid screams inside. So here we go. <laughs> um, I didn't get too much context, but as for cursing, that's something that I've been working on lately. You know, four years in the military, working at a warehouse. Let me tell you, I got some stuff that can curl your hair. Um, the main stuff that I just avoid is uh, using the Lord's name or the way my pastor described it is like saying the word damn or like if you direct it at somebody, that's when it really is something bad. Yeah. Because if you say damn you to somebody, that's like the worst thing you could ever want for someone. Everything else, that's just, you know, an extra verb or a verbal spacer. Yeah, I mean, even even that. So let me push you a little bit on that. So if you take the, if you take the average person in America and they say damn you and you collect every time somebody said that over the past year, do you think even half of them, what they were thinking was that like damn you to hell? I would say I would say probably 99% of them aren't at all thinking that. So that that's not their intention when they say it, right? It's kind of yeah. just something that we say now. Yeah, I try to avoid religious cuss words just for myself cuz that's a that's sure. a one time I feel kind of icky about it. But like the F word itself and I'll try to avoid it cuz I know you're on YouTube but it's my favorite word cuz it's a verb, <laughs> adjective, noun. Like you can do a lot with that. It is like cinnamon <laughs> on pudding. It is perfect. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think I mean I I respect the whole religious thing. This I I try to avoid those things too. And like like saying Jesus Christ as like an exclamatory. I don't like yeah. that. I don't think that's great. Uh but I it, think that like, um, No, I don't I don't do that either. Never. Go ahead, my bad. No, you're good. Go. No, I was just saying I agree. I don't do that ever. I save that for like really, really bad things that happen. Like my brother's real sick right now. He told me like, "Hey, yeah, I've been coughing up blood for a week," and then I went, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, not like as a, like uh, like it. Oh my goodness, more like invoking like, can you keep him alive so you can see my kid grow up? He's pretty cool. Yeah, I say I say that like that also, but but there's I don't but this like it brings it all back to the point, which is. Your your intention. What the what the Bible actually talks about is what what are you intending to express to out into the world? What are what are you putting out into the world? It does, the words are irrelevant because we all speak different languages across the world, and and the words are irrelevant because swear words today were not the swear words during biblical times. They had different yeah. words that they would say too, but all of that is irrelevant. What is relevant is the intention. Why am I saying it? 
For what reason? Who am I directing it at? Am I directing it at somebody? It's it's all mm. the condition of the heart that actually makes any of it matter at all. Uh, and then, so like you have personal convictions on certain things you want to say and, th- and certain things you don't want to say. I have, you know, my own and a lot of ours will probably align. And then some of us will have ones that the others don't because we grew up a certain way or or we we have a pastor who really convinced us of one thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that because you're, you're protecting yourself and, and, you know, what you believe. Do you think uh, there's any... Oh, how do I say it? Do you think there's a point with some people who say that cussing is all right? However, like it's a uh, a question of representing yourself as a Christian. So, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Um, my my opinion, then they can give theirs. Uh, my opinion on this, what I've always told people is that. When when you're with. I guess I'll relate it to like other things. So Paul Paul talks about there's a concept called adiaphora, and if you if you Google it later, look into it. It's it's very it's a very theologically important term that all of Paul's teachings kind of are encompassed under this term of adiaphora, and it's it's essentially like the fr- the freedom under Christ, meaning that you're free, but that not all things are good. And if you read First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, he uses terminology like that, like. You're free to do anything, but it doesn't mean you should do anything. So you might be free to say whatever you want, but it doesn't mean you should say. Um, so mm-hmm. in in our like our context here, where we this is a small group, right? We have four or five people in Discord right now, and then eight people on YouTube. And I I know everybody's name. Um, should somebody new come in here and I don't recognize their name, I I I would immediately not swear anymore. I would probably be a little more not careful, but like different in how I kind of like have the conversation, at least from my end to be more mindful because somebody who's not a part of our, our little group where we all know each other and are all comfortable with each other. And when I go off on a rant and say F, you know, 10 times in a minute, everybody here is unfazed because they know me. Uh, whereas somebody else who just walked in the room might be super put off by that. And, and that can damage, like that's an evangelical in an evangelical context that can be damaging. That cannot be good. Well, we did that. We did that with him, not with, especially in the in the in the realm of drinking. I think with who? Which I'm literally holding a cocktail in my profile pic because I'm like, yeah. I joined like I don't know, maybe a month ago. Yeah, no, he's been he's been around. Yeah, I'm a night shifter, so y'all never see me, surface dwellers. Yeah, That's no, no, no. Happen. I'm Pacific Standard Time, which means I am a night shifter for y'all, but. <laughs> Um, no, Honk Father, I've seen around. I just haven't seen him around enough, but I've seen him interact in Discord. So he wasn't like new. But earlier, earlier, there was somebody, Laundry Possum. I don't know who that is, but but they said, I'm. Who is that? That's my YouTube. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, so, I so, but that's, that's a good example, though. As soon as I saw that name, I my brain clicked a little bit and I was like, okay, well, that I don't, I don't recognize that. So what are we talking about right now? And then maybe be a little bit more careful. But I don't you you could definitely damage you could definitely damage like your your potential at ministry, depending on how you speak. But on the flip side of that, if somebody like me who looks like me, like super heavily tattooed, uh, whatever has a past, if I go into other certain certain you know circles of culture and I do swear like crazy, I will gain their confidence and I'll be able to minister to them better. So to me, it's like read the room, read the room. 
I have something to say about the bad words in, in scripture. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like, are you trying to build up and maintain and curate love and innocence and joy? Or are you trying to tear it down? Because you can do both of those without using curse words. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's what, that's how I see it. What's your intention? What are your intentions? What is the condition of your heart? I mean, but now, it, it was around more than someone that. Who, well, if I'm around someone and, and I know that, you know, like a curse word might make them uncomfortable, then I'll just refrain because I don't want to cause any problems. But I don't think it's going to be like some kind of magical thing in God's eyes yeah. that damns me to hell right, because but, I said something. But aside from that, like even like when we were on here and we were all talking and you're like, oh, we'll be nice and sweet. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like we fight. You and I specifically fight all the time on this chat. We'll be nice like, and sweet. Even... But it's never malicious. Like I don't have a malicious no, bone in my body. I know that. I know that. I argue with you out of fun sometimes. But um... <laughs> It's a and then, yeah, if someone is new on there, then yeah, I guess I have to tone it down and argue with you through DMs or something. But no, um, no, 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 for clarity. Arguing's not bad, though. Yeah, I don't want things censored other than maybe like like 10 minutes ago. I said I said fuck like 30 times in two minutes. I'm just saying I would avoid doing that should I see somebody that I've never seen before in either YouTube or on Discord. Nothing else would change. The content of the conversation does not change because I also don't want to mislead people when they're coming in new. Like somebody walking in here needs to know what this is about because I have no desire to change this. I think this functions just fine. I think we do great things here and we talk about really important shit and it's very, very good. Uh, but it, but I, it's just a matter of like, it's a tightrope walk of wanting people to feel welcome. But also I don't want to mislead people about what we do. Because because there are right. those people who will see what we're doing and be like, that's exactly what the fuck I've been looking for. This is it. And they feel very at home and comfortable. And it's like it's not this crazy, kooky Christian uh, scenario where when somebody does get on here and talk and they accidentally slip and say the F word, everybody's going to lose their shit and ban them from the discord. Like there's there's both of those. Not for culture. Everybody. It's yeah. definitely it's not. Taste. It's definitely not. It's a game of algorithms. I like that. Yeah. And especially with arguments, too, is like, that's one thing that I appreciated the most. Because when I was a youngin, back in the day, I went to uh, uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers Boys State. And that is the only place I've ever had, like, a lively political discussion that didn't devolve into name calling. Yeah. And, like, I'm a big fan of, you know, enthusiasm. I'm very passionate when I talk about things that I care about. And to have that here, as little as I'm able to participate with my schedule, it's very, very nice to have. Because I can just ask a question and everyone has something on it so that I can expand my understanding. It's, oh, it's, we, we definitely do that. Ghost and I alone. Yeah, it's the like best. Like the long hair thing. Oh. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think, I think like Rodriguez said, it's definitely not for everybody. I think it's not for mm. most. I think it's not for most people. But especially in the, I don't know what the demographic really is like now, but when this first started and we have like it was a very it was like 10 people total every, virtually everybody was like uh, a, a either literally kicked out and told they couldn't come back to the church or in some way felt like disenfranchised like they didn't identify with the church anymore they didn't believe in what was being said they felt like they were being played uh just in some way it was one of those things was like virtually everybody i'm sure it's broadened from there from now but 
those are the people that I think are going to like be here and feel comfortable here. And that's what we want, because those are probably likely people who can have these types of conversations. If we get your run of the mill, you know, Jim John Jones that just is coming out of like a, a systematic church and loves everything that is being said and doesn't feel like they're being manipulated at all, or at least doesn't feel like maybe they should question some things. They're going to come here and they're going to be very, very confused and very thrown oh, yeah. off and uncomfortable <laughs> and think that we're insane. Um, I like, feel like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Like one thing that I, I wanted to mention about that is I have a cousin who lives in New York and, and she is Taoist currently. And she told me a story. She was a really big part of like a Baptist church in her area. And she was asking all these questions like, oh, that's fantastic. And she's like, yeah, I bet it is. They said the devil was working on me because I was asking too many questions. Like, that's insane. I got <laughs> mad about that. Jesus so many Christ. churches do that. I, I was a United Methodist before they blew up. And my favorite oh, pastor, wow. he, uh, what? He was a non-denominational church. First sermon I ever truly enjoyed because I thought he was going to point at me every single second. And they pulled a coup where they waited until two of the councilmen were out. And he couldn't vote. And they then, like, with two votes or whatever, they did something real shady. And they went Nazarene and, like, used him as a scapegoat for it. It was atrocious. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Wow. That's spiritual abuse and spiritual manipulation. It's manipulation. It's, it's manipulation. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. It's so hard to find a church. I thought being in the corn and Bible belt would, you know, help me out. But still, no. I just can't find it. Yeah, no, it's it's I've learned nothing if that it's not it's a global issue, even in other countries. It's a global issue. It's wild. What has happened to the know. church is atrocious. It's it's very, very, very sad. And I think it will be destroyed. I think it needs to metaphorically or potentially to some degree, YouTube, to some degree, physically burn. In it needs to burn. In it, it needs a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, need, it needs a rejuvenation. We need we need an actual revival. Christianity needs a actual revival where where people are doing things like like this. I think small groups are going to save the world. And I think if they don't, then yeah. we're, we're fucked. The faith is fucked, in my opinion. The thing That's about the small problem. groups is we can't really coordinate, though. You could if it's done intelligently, though. Like if, if we if we had this, say, up to 500 members and we had we had 15 of you who, who if, in it, considering if this is big enough, several people could like make at least a part time living doing this. Same as a church from from donations and nothing else or from ad revenue. There's a lot of different routes you could go, even with the zero donations with with a bigger audience. So say say. But even if not, everybody volunteers. You have 15 people who are part of the coordination team. And then you have another Discord doing it with 500 and another with 15 or uh, with with 500 and all these different Discord groups with 500 people, it caps at 500. But the 15 people on the coordination team, they meet two, three times a week and they coordinate and then everything gets passed down. I mean, if you're meeting, if there's a meeting once every day or twice every day, morning and night, so that no matter your schedule, like Kongfather, you can eventually get there or everything is recorded anyways. I don't know. I think you could definitely coordinate. I think it would take work. And it would take the right people, but that's any business. You need to have the right people in the right position. It sounds like a religious or like a spiritual republic. You're describing like representative. Yeah, in and, a sense, yeah. Yeah. In a sense, for sure. I mean, that sounds cool, but man. I think about it all the time. <laughs> it's super difficult. It's super difficult. And I but I but yeah. I think it scales well, unlike a church. A church at a certain point is it just they can't they cannot continue to scale. 
they become an imploding financial disaster, no matter what. It's And it's a part of why, like, taking your actual living from ministry, I don't think can work at scale. I don't think it's possible because then you're beholden to people. You're beholden to to certain demographics and ideologies. If 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 everything that you guys donate doesn't matter at all about my survival or feeding my family, which it doesn't, I don't at all feel beholden to any of you. I feel like I can just say what I feel and be honest and be who I am. And if you want to leave or take your money back, that's on you. Good luck. I love you. It's it's the church is not like that. The church is we're taking your money, and if if in 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 most cases. There are certain donors who provide more than 30% of the entire church's funds. And in many cases, it's it's upwards of 50 or past 50. So you can't piss yeah. those people off. You're beholden to those donors. That's the majority of churches in the entire country. And then take it to the next level, which is the actual church planting organizations, which most of you know, I went through the entire funding process. We had half a million dollars. We went through the whole thing. And then I'm like, no, I'm not fucking signing that. That is bullshit. I'm not just it's I'm like not, loyalty to shareholders. It's exactly the same thing. It's identical. It is corporate. It's all corporate. So it can't work like that. It it has to be independent. I believe the pat even me, I don't think I should ever make my living doing anything like this because then in some way I'm beholden to you and I don't ever want to do that. It it should be supplemental at best and it should be in some way poured back into doing this in a cooler fucking way or in a bigger way advertising, whatever, bring new people in because YouTube fucking hates me. But all of that, but never survive off of it so that I'm never beholden to people. And it's always honest and it's always it's always transparent and transactional in, in a different way. But if you have a bunch of groups doing this and you have good communication between, you know, the like Go said, it is kind of like a republic. You have you have representatives who, who help the communication go back and forth. And then you could do like, you could do once a month where five of the groups meet all together and make sure everything's on the same page and there's no you know messed up games of telephone going on. I think you could totally do it. I think about this shit all the time. I think so, it's what Joe, it will save the church. Yeah. This, believe it or not, the way you're describing it, this is kind of like Freemasonry, man. <laughs> this is how they have it set up. In 2025. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. In a, in a sense, a yes. Vote. In a sense, yes. It really is, though. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's set up that way for a good reason. However, it's it, it requires that everyone kind of go through a sort of like, we got to be on the same page here kind of thing. Otherwise, it doesn't work. With some things, yeah. I, I know what you're alluding to, and I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. What's the number, what's the number on how many people you can know and actually have a human connection with. And the number I, I remember what is that's like, called. It's like 148 people that you can see as like human beings. Like you live in New York, you've got like your 50 friends and everybody else on the subway is like another person. Sure. But you don't have that connection. Yeah. That's a lot of what I see with like all of these m like major modern churches. I heard Copeland, ugh, you know, <laughs> went, went, went first. And, and that's exactly what I think is, um, and I've had this talk before a ton, um, is that churches either do two things. They rule either by fear or by prosperity because they need butts in pews and they need money in the plate. Yep. And the only way that they can do that is by convincing someone that they need this thing. And, and the real way that you should be preaching a sermon is by convicting people, having them be self-aware and improve upon that sin. 
And nobody likes that because it makes them feel bad. They feel convicted. They aren't going to put money in the plate and they aren't going to sit in the pew for that. So they're hell if you don't come. So that's, that's the two things that a lot of modern churches do. Oh, all of them. I I would argue all of them. It's one or the other. Well, my one pastor before he got, you know, cooed, he didn't do that. He was actually like good because I was sweating bullets. That one sermon he did because, because he had the perfect, perfect way to preach. I Good. miss it so much. That's the way it should be. I don't, I mean, we've, t- we touch on it all the time is that if, if you're receiving some kind of like message from a, a leader in ministry and you don't, you don't in any way feel uncomfortable with the way that you're living, you're either living like in the 1% behavior wise and like life choice wise, or you're not getting preached at the right way. I, I think any, any message that's like truly coming from, from from a a ideological view that just our culture simply doesn't follow should if you're if you're honest and you really believe this like you believe in god you should feel very convicted in one sense or another you should feel very convicted if you don't something is wrong either you're really really good and you're part of a very small percentage or something else and it's probably not a good thing what was it? It was if you read the Bible and it doesn't make you mad, you're doing it wrong. A hundred percent. Yeah. When yeah. we do, when we do, I don't know if you, I don't know how much of this stuff you watch, but we do. When we do the Bible study on Sunday nights, uh, it's 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 brutal. If you actually read the Bible and you break it down word by word, it's a brutal goddamn book. In in both the oh, Old yeah. Testament in one sense, but then in the New Testament in like a God, everything is fucked and always has been sense. Mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's not a nice book to read it's a really really rough read yeah i, I i'm blessed i started out as a nihilist so everything's sucking i'm used <laughs> to now there's like a value and stuff this is actually kind of an upgrade from where i was before yeah i mean it's full of a lot of hope too for sure oh, yeah. for sure but the problem is like we've we've begun to focus only on the positive and never on the negative and that's and that's a problem because it shifted at first it was it was all sin fire and brimstone and then it's all grace you know nothing you do matters it's if you believe in jesus you know go go watch only fans and go do whatever the hell you oh, want you're all good you're baptized you're good i've heard that before yeah that's no. cra- that's crazy There's just- <laughs> you're, you're not reading the actual book yeah I don't, I just, Christianity is not that hard. It's like we were talking about sin. sin. Not sinning, like in in a in a meaningful biblical way, is really not that hard. Great, like the way having, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the way that I describe it is like, uh, a lot of people talk to me like, oh, the, the, the Bible's like a strict parent, which I absolutely get. I appreciate that description, first of all. Yeah. But it's just like, it tells you not to do this, not to do that, you know, curfews, turn your phone in by eight, don't be out at this time. And my whole thing is like, no, it's not like a strict parent. It's like, you know, the sticker with the skull on it on a bottle of Drano. It's like, man, that looks real tasty. Oh, wait a second. That thing tells me I'll probably die if I drink it. Like every single thing I've read the Bible tells you not to do yeah. is something that will probably hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. In, wait, in... But, but I'm a mom. I'm a mom. So as a parent, it's also like, hey, I love you and I want you to live. So please don't drink that. It's both. It's, 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 yeah. it's, both. it's certainly both. Uh, I think the, I think more of that depends on the reader. That's why the Bible is a very dynamic text. But yeah, it's it's both, and certain people will as long as the the fundamentals stay the same and the essentials stay the same, and you don't fuck with them, 
you can read it and feel it as a stern parent and you can read it and see it as the Drano label. Uh, it's same content, just a different personality that's absorbing it. One person might need one, the other might need another. You know, a, a military guy might respond better to a Drano label and Rodriguez as a mother might respond better to the strict parent thing. As long as the content remains static and none of that changes, and nobody's doing exegetical gymnastics one way or the other, I don't think that really matters. It's, a, it's the same yeah. content. And I always try to, to simplify a lot of my statements because believe it or not, I don't have a ton of Christian friends, so I try to make allegory for it. Because I very much enjoy the the fact that it is God the Father, because he's definitely the kind of guy who's like, oh, you fell off your bike, dust yourself off, do it again. You'll oh, make yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, I That's my understanding of it. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, okay, hey, guys, I got to go. This, this has Sorry. been what a... No, not at all. That was all really good. I'm glad you hopped in. It was nice to actually be able to talk to you. I hope you're able to make it more yeah. often. Um, I'll set an alarm. What, Thursdays at 6? I'll wake up early. So Thursdays at 7... Yeah, I don't know where you are, but 7 p.m. Uh, well, actually, here. since So if you go to the very top of the channels and you hit... It says three events... That'll give you the times for all three because we do three of these a week and each one is different. Oh, 7 p.m. That's even better. Yeah, so so I guess this will be kind of our outro here too and then I, I got to run. I got to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, you can turn off the no turn on the notifications too on YouTube and that'll let you know. Yes. Oh. So so I don't know where everybody's watching, but on YouTube, uh, there's you can see the screen. There's new news and culture is the next one. So that's Saturday night at 7:30 Central Time. This is all Central Time. And then Sunday night at 6 p.m. Central Time, we do a live Bible study. That's word for word, breaking down absolutely everything. Uh, and then Thursdays today is the, you know, we call it the Theistes podcast, which is just the topic-based discussion. So there's three of these a week. Each one is at a different time to make it as confusing as possible, um, but also <laughs> allowing some people to come who can't come other times and whatever. But uh, news and culture, topic-based discussion that everybody votes on every week. That's tonight. And then Sunday's always Bible study. So those are the three. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to call it a night. I got an early morning, like every morning. But this is nice. And Hunk Father, I'm glad you came on. It was, yeah, it was nice to talk to you, dude. Thanks. I love these talks. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll try and make it more often. I'll settle on whenever you can wake up early. I hope you get, do. Get, I'd be stoked. Get, get, get. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to go awesome. past the hell out. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Great. I love you all. I am uh, Later, shutting down. Later, ghosts. Have a lovely evening, YouTubes. Lilith, good night. Rodriguez, Pastora. Have a great night. Have a lovely, great night. I feel like I'm falling asleep. Bye-bye. <laughs>